it's the most dope show It's about that time to get live Take a break from your 8 to 5 Them other guys don't have the ability to rip it We kick it, three guys on Representing with the most killer spirit And we coming with the jokes So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes And forget them other folks Cause we got the best quotes Randolph does more than just jokers He woke and he got the files Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial I don't know where that boy Tim is now Raising the daughter, he hella proud Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit The sock puppets always be there to assist Too many to name but they all of this shit I guess I could try Love me some Frankie French Milner and Mike B Be lit I cannot forget about Petey and Chris J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips That's a whole damn nation so they always near Pop, pop, bang, bang Getting green romaine Three guys on sock puppet nation Gang, gang, yeah Dominic Puerto Rico Suave I know you thought I forgot about you But I ain't gonna get about you, bro Yeah Yeah Puerto Rico uh, Puerto Rico Suave Looked into the numbers of um, COVID is a disease of the vaccinated I'm like, no it's not <laughs> No it's not Well technically, but that just means that I looked into the numbers I'm like, no it's not it's not that's but that's not really what the what they were saying anyway people were twisting that shit of course they were more more people who are vaccinated are dying because more people are vaccinated yeah a lot of them don't have the full boosters a lot of them are older they have other conditions right so technically vaccinated people are dying at a greater number than unvaccinated but that's just because we're at the point where so many people are vaccinated also they had a, a million deaths head start. A lot start. of people didn't get their didn't get their boosters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's fully vaccinated is kind of a nebulous term anyway. Yeah. But they had a million deaths head start. Right. On that the unvaccinated people. So I mean, they can't be talking shit like we won. Like you know, like whatever they're doing. Yeah. No, Sean, not yet. I mean, we're not going to probably go for two months. Two months. You do the slow move, a little bit at a time. Yeah. And then just hire movers for the, the few big things. The basically. big stuff, yeah. We hire movers to pack and unpack us. Yeah. Yeah, we had that last we we hired movers and they um they set up our bed. They did everything. They they did they put the headboard on. They, they we didn't even know they were gonna do all that shit when we moved yeah. here. Don Newkirk died. Don Newkirk. He was in Stethosonic and third base. And he did some work on De La Soul. Dad at 56. Man, Irene Cara died today, too. Yeah. Hello, everyone in the chat. Chat has oh, filed in. It's only only seems to be famous people that are dying. Have you noticed that? Well, you only hear about it when they're famous. Yeah, yeah. I can hear about some random, some dude. <laughs> some dude died. More yeah. at 11. I'd be willing to bet you Don Newkirk didn't get vaccinated. Um, he's, he was 56. Irene Kara was 63. Yeah. She got famous young. She got famous when she was like basically still a teenager. Yeah. Adrian, the green power ranger killed himself. He took himself, he took himself out of the game. 49 years old. Mm-hmm. I never watched, I, I think they were slightly, uh, I never Below watched. my age group, the Power Rangers. I never really watched. 
I was aware of them, but I didn't watch them. But like, and I'm a martial were, artist too, and I never watched. And people who were a few years younger than me watched them. Yeah, I barely missed them. My brother, yeah. my brother was a big Power Rangers guy, but not me. Yeah, you think I would have watched them being a martial artist? But nope, never <clears> watched <throat> them at all. Yeah, I think I caught a little bit of the original. You know, the first version. Yeah. I had no fucking idea when they like were when they were like the black ranger was a black girl. They, the yellow yeah, ranger black was, guy. A, was an Asian girl, you know, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yellow ranger was like Asian. Pink was yep. a girl. Black was a black yeah, guy. Black was a black guy. And then uh, and green yeah, was, I, green I think was I, Martian. I think I watched that first season, maybe. And uh, a few years ago, we were doing the nerd off or maybe last year or something. And a fan wrote in to be like. Oh, you guys, I'm really celebrating the 25th anniversary of Power Rangers and it's season 17 is on Netflix. It was like 17. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. My is it like Menudo or you like you it. get too old and they replace you with a different Power Ranger? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My nephew got into it. That that dude though. Uh, the green, the green Power Ranger, he played a bunch of different Power Rangers. And he like Sean is saying green, white. Play like a bad ranger or some shit like that. I don't know. I, I saw that he kept it. coming back yeah. over the years as he got older. They, he kept showing up in different capacities. In the Power Rangers, you know. The Power Rangers uh, cinematic universe or television universe or whatever you call that. And they made a well, they made they did make a movie. Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't really I don't Yeah, know. they made a they made one not too long ago. It was really good, actually. Yeah. Because my nephew. He's a he was a martial artist. He got into it, my little nephew, my sister-in-law's son. Yeah, my wife and I went and saw uh Karen and I went and saw that uh Power Rangers movie in the theater. It was like yeah. really good. It was like it was like it was about <laughs> all these issues that kids are dealing with and shit, but just made through Power Rangers. Like one of the kids is like gay and Okay. Is, all right. Yeah, so so like they're working that progressive kid. on them. Yeah, it was. I was like, yo, if this is what Power Rangers is about, maybe I fucked up. I should have been watching. They also had, apparently, I think uh, the Pink Ranger was a white girl. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Early on. There's Sean in the chat room. So Tommy plays six different Rangers. Kept getting promoted. I mean, well, you know. For us, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was, we were fucking with was in my early martial arts. Then it was um, uh, what's the one? Kumite. Kumite. That shit. Uh, what? Bloodsport? Bloodsport, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in a breakout yeah. role. Then it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then at some point, we were all like, hey, he's not that good. <laughs> yeah, but he's good on screen. Then so. Steven Seagal showed up. Then it was Jim Cotta, of course. Steven Seagal was kind of a weird. Those movies, I, I don't know. I, I remember liking a couple of them just for what they were. Out for Justice, Mark the for first Death. Three, the first three were good. Something Hard something. to Kill. It was always three words. Something for. Mm-hmm. Oh, Randolph, you're muted. Your mic got off. Mark for Death. And he would just be all calm and cool. Come hit me. And people right. would try to hit him and he would just destroy them by without even moving his feet. <laughs> you want some of this? Come here. You need to listen to Al Franken talk about him hosting Saturday Night Live. 
I listened to a bunch of people. I don't think I've listened to Frank and I listened to a Frank few. And it was on, it was on um, Tom Segura's podcast. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I've listened to a few stories. He didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get jokes. Uh, he's the, they call him the worst host in the history of hosts. Yeah. And they're like, uh, cause Segura does this great joke about Steven Seagal. And he was like, is that true? He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. And here's why. <laughs> and then, I didn't realize that Segura now lives in Austin. He's one of the Austin transplant comics. Makes sense. Didn't realize that. Yeah. I guess if you're him, if you're, if you can tour the country, you want to live in the middle of it to sort of alleviate some of the touring, the distance you have to travel. Yeah. I was thinking about that with, um, with white folks. It doesn't matter where white people live, even if they live in some place that's shitty that's surrounded by shitty people. It don't matter. And you can move to Austin right now. It wouldn't affect you at all. You don't have to worry about <laughs> what school your kids are going to. You don't have to worry about anything. Your children, it doesn't matter. I got to worry about these fucking woke activists. Uh, yeah. Which, cause that's exactly the same, you know? <laughs> so a guy like Segura, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter. He puts his kids into um, Austin Westlake school. Let's say he's got a ton is, of money too, which is a terrible school system. Terrible and I'm terrible. I mean, um, uh, just rich white folks, they're terrible. It just doesn't matter. Like, you, Andy, you could pick up and move. I gotta think about that. shit. I'm like, well, where's my kid going to school? Like, what, what school system is she gonna be in? What the fuck are they teaching her? Do I gotta be, you know, right? Used to be a time that black people we didn't even we didn't think about it. we had no choice, you know, we weren't able to think about that. Yeah. yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, I don't have kids anyway, but I guess that factors into a lot of decisions, not just where you live. Only if you're not white. <laughs> well, I don't think that I don't think Keith, maybe you could help me on this, but I don't think. And by Keith, I'm not talking about you, Big Daddy. I'm talking about people that because once that's another thing. Once you have children, you're around other parents. So you hear them talking and any fucked up thing that they think, they think you think like they think. Yo, you're, you, you don't want to vaccinate your children, right? What? <laughs> what? What did you say? Right. You know what I'm talking Keith, about. Keith knows what I'm talking about. Because when you're around, you're around these parents, you're like, what the fuck did you just say to me? This guy gets it, right? What the fuck did you just say? It starts on the playground. Like some, some, some boy child will push a girl child down. Hey, don't fucking do that. And then there'll be the one parent. Well, you just got to kind of let them work it out amongst themselves. What? What the fuck did you just say? Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Keith is saying they're doing party suit. That is the fucking worst. The fucking part. What happens is you break down into little factions. You find your group of parents and you just fucking stay with them. <laughs> you know, until they betray you. You just find the people you have like a couple things in common with, basically. Yeah. Yeah. As a Tamara saying, uh, and with twins, ugh, God, I can't imagine you got twins. So first of all, you got twins. Everybody wants to talk to you. Oh, look, you have two, you know, ugh, I can't, ugh, ugh. I had two redhead black children. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look at that. Oh, wow. Geez. We wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Tamara saying she said a writer friend of hers went to Westlake. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. 
their their little their little sports motto was "We're rich, we're white, we're Westlake." I mean, that was like the unofficial motto. Yeah, the little, it wasn't unofficial follow motto amongst the students. We're rich, we're white, we're Westlake. I think I told you they beat us in the. I think the year after I graduated high school, they beat us in the uh, B. John Jay in the state tournament. They were subbing five at a time, and they just they just wore our guys down. With that whiteness, you know, wearing them down with that whiteness. Whiteness. That rich whiteness. It's hard to explain to people how. Well, they're just better. I'm like, yeah, because they have the best of everything. It, it helps. <laughs> it, it helps when you have the best of everything. That scrappy underdog thing that you see happening in movies, that's movies. What about Hoosiers? Yeah. Okay. Poor white kids. Didn't have anything. <laughs> okay. You know, they're out there with a fucking shooting shots into a bucket, a peach basket mm-hmm. on a dirt driveway. They don't they don't know no better. Drew Brees went to West. It. Drew Brees went to Westlake. Oh, he's from there? Yeah, brother Mark knows about Westlake. Westlake High School, we're rich, we're white, we're Westlake. <laughs> you know. Now, what is the, um, like, when, is that something they would yell at, like, football and basketball games? Like, the students, the student oh, section yeah. would yell that? They would yeah. chant that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one would go over and say, hey, kids, knock it off. Like, no one from the school, no no principal or administrators. Yeah, yeah. yeah the same way it happened in that Utah volleyball game. Exact same way. Yeah. Knock it off, kids. <laughs> we got a couple black kids here. Include them. Yeah. For us, it was uh, Alamo Heights. We had two schools in San Antonio. Uh, Mark, do you remember this? this? Was it the same when you were in school? Alamo Heights and Churchill. That was a rich school. We used to call it Alamo Whites. That's what we call Alamo Heights. Clever. And uh, Churchill was just Churchill. I just think anything for that one. I mean, just had that Clark. Ah, yeah, Clark. Clark High School. Yeah. Another rich white school. Clark, Alamo Heights, and, and uh, Churchill. And so we were John Jay. We were lower middle class. <laughs> so that meant a lot of a lot of Mexican kids and black kids is what that meant. In military, mostly military kids. That's what that meant. And that was back when y'all only had Black History Week. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Was that Black History Month time? Black History Minute is here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Put your pencils down for We're just rich. a moment. I don't, remember us, <laughs> I don't remember us doing anything for Black History Month, tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember us doing anything. Nothing stands out. No one came on the morning announcements and told you about Harriet Tubman for like 30 seconds. Absolutely not. Nothing oh. stands out. I don't remember us doing anything for Black History in Germany for Negro History Week. <laughs> we we went to uh we went to go see the Wiz. Okay. I think it was in fourth grade, third or fourth grade. They took us uh on buses. To go see the Wiz, the woke Wiz. Yeah, we went to the we went to the base movie theater, and Nicole is saying the kids on the TikTok. I like that too. That they get my daughter has my daughter has this thing on her uh, called Brain Pop. It's through school. She is all into the black facts. She be shaming daddy. She know I'm like, what you what you say? What what is this? <laughs> <laughs> She's what quizzing you, you. What are you talking about? Kids learn about black history on TikTok. 
Yeah. How, how much? I guess. I guess for me, I mean, again, I'm not a parent, but how much of that is misinformation? Because it's the internet. Like, I, can you? I, once she says something, yeah. I, I kind of check. Yeah. They, they're not fucking around, man. <laughs> they're 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 bringing like legit knowledge. Yeah, it just depends on which rabbit hole your kid gets down. Right. Yeah. You know, you got one of them kids that's all right, then sure that they're probably not getting the real shit. But like it's a ton of very popular TikTokers that just yeah. basically are beautiful people that regurgitate shit yeah. that people looked up and did work for. Yeah. So this is like here's yeah. my eight pack abs. Also, did you know <laughs> the Montgomery boycott started over? So they they draw you in with the uh with the prettiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they drop some knowledge on you. The only thing about TikTok, like everybody looks great that's super popular. Like, right. You know, like that's what's what if anything is gonna be missed by, about Twitter, it's gonna be that you didn't have to be like ripped to just nope. like be popular because you said smart things like people were like, oh they got funny, they got smart. But over on TikTok, boy, it's the land of like you better get your makeup out. You better get your fucking <laughs> get your chest get greased you, up. Have your light, have your lighting done right. Yeah, yeah you yeah, got like you even if it's just to say some shit everybody else is saying, like Black Lives Matter, you better look fucking great while you're saying it. Get that yeah. Carrie Lake filter, that that uh yeah. <laughs> Vaseline filter, everything looks soft. Jesus Christ. I went to men's warehouse a little while ago and now I'm getting bombarded with men's warehouse ads on my phone. <laughs> Did you type men's warehouse into your phone or were you just there? You know what? I did type men's warehouse into my phone. Thank you, Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I've because... had a couple, a, a couple incidents lately where I have just said something and like that and my wife too. And like that day or the next day it's come up yeah. as a, an ad. I've lately. had that. It actually started here on this podcast. I was talking about spider motorcycles, those three wheel motorcycles. Right. And then the next day I started getting ads for come take a class for a three-wheel motorcycle. Come buy a three-wheels motorcycle. I was like, my fucking phone is listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's because sometimes that's anecdotal, like you can't really tell. I, I was talking about a three-wheel motorcycle. Well, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Yes, because a three-wheel motorcycle is something that would be marketed toward your demographic. So it's not out of the ordinary. I was talking to Russ Green about this once a couple of years back. And you know, I was like, we got to start talking about tampons a lot and see if we get those ads, because it's it's likely that's that you would get an ad for guy shit, you know, that would fit yeah. in your age group. So we got to really test this phone thing is what I'm saying. We got to start talking about shit that we would never be in the market for. Yeah, um, I my wallet, I noticed the other day my wallet was like getting really worn out. And I just casually said to my wife, oh, shit, I got to get a new wallet. And I started getting ads for the Ridge wallet like that day, like the next day, maybe. There you go. And um, they're popping up everywhere. I guess they're pretty aggressive with their marketing. So, I mean, I've I've looked at wallets. I've looked at Ridge wallet ads in the past, like years ago, but nothing, nothing at all lately. So seems Sean, a little more you, than coincidental. Sean, did you beat up somebody this morning? I'm looking at you doing judo here. Just popped an ad, just popped up on my thing. You beat up somebody this morning? <laughs> somebody in judo class? Look at Sean doing work. Mark said, when we talk about products, he starts getting ads. <laughs> we yeah. talk about, because uh, you're listening to the podcast. Okay. I wonder if that's, that's the phone. That's got to be the phone listening too. 
I'm getting that hip toss, Shanton. I'm all That's into why. this match for Shanton now. There it is. There it is. Got him down. Shanton is in the chat, right? Yeah, he was. He's his thing is though. Are you watching this on your? What you watching this on? What your Instagram or something? Look like yeah. uh yeah. Mark oh, just okay. got a men's warehouse ad. So how's that possible? He's gonna like the way he looks. <laughs> Maybe the phone knows that you two are related and it's like gift Maybe. giving season. It's like, hey, Maybe. Christmas is coming at a men's warehouse. I took Ava yesterday to Black Black Friday. She was like, she wanted to go Black Friday sales. But Black Friday sales for her means let's go to Michael's and let's go to this other other store so she can get some Christmas ornaments. Christmas tree. We put the Christmas tree up yesterday. I was taking that heavy son of a bitch out, and I was like, how the fuck did I get this thing down this winding staircase? Oh, that's right. Mark was here last year. <laughs> that's, that's right. So how'd you get it down this year? I took it out of the box. A system of pulleys? <laughs> no, you took, took it out of the box? took it out of the box in three pieces. <laughs> took, that makes sense. Took it down a piece at a time. It's like, how did we get this thing down last year? We handed it down last year. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> You know, so I took her to, uh, I took her to uh, Michael's and then this other store around the corner so she could get some, some stuff, get her some sales. Very excited about the sales. But I said, let me stop by men's warehouse and see what they got going on. They had this leather jacket, this um, Kenneth Cole leather jacket. And I was like, you know what? Let me spend some of this sweet uh, draft house money. Right. <laughs> and, uh, they have my size. So this morning I was over at the gym. I said, let me drive one of this other man's warehouse. I'd say, they ain't even had the jacket at this other one. I was like, well, ain't that a bitch? And I looked on the website. This is how we get to the website. Said, is it after listen on the website? No. So it's like, ah, shit. Well. Oh, uh, so going to the website probably. Let me buy a couple of sweaters then while I'm here. Right. <laughs> Can't leave empty handed. Well, I was just kind of thinking I don't have a black sweater. There's some staples that men should have. And I was like, I don't, why do I not have a black sweater? I don't have a black sweater. Hmm. I also don't have any just white shirts. I'm like, I need a couple of white shirts, but I ain't buying like, a white shirt from men's warehouse. That's like 50 miles. I mean, I'll go to Target. You mean like dress me. shirts or just like, yeah, just white dress shirts, okay. white collar shirts. Like, right. White shirts. Huh. Well, check your phone in about 20 minutes. They'll be all have asked for white shirts lined up. Yep. Ready to buy. Like I gotta give me some. I need, I need a couple of white shirts. I said, let me just go to Target. Like I asked a brother in there because he was walking around. I said the guy working. I said, hey man, uh, that sweater is it? Some because he was dressing. Well, that sweater you got on is that somewhere in this store? He's like, man, I got this shit at Target. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. I got nothing on my list. You get to that point, man. You got everything. You don't need nothing else. Yeah, oh, this year. I haven't, uh, I don't really need anything this year. Nothing's, nothing's old or worn out except for my right. wallet. So how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Right. How was it yours? was good, man. How your potatoes? Got to see a couple of family members. Uh, that was nice. You mm. know, um, I ate some good food. Uh, listen to my dad and my uncle. So, you Are know, you about nothing? old stories about back in the day. It was yeah. fun. Andy, how was the, uh, the turkey? It was good. It was, uh, you know, the Popeye's turkey is, they advertise hand rubbed. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's seasoned all around. Whoever rubbed mine seemed to only 
half seasoning on one of their hands because <laughs> it was like half like the seasoning was all concentrated on one side of the turkey. I didn't mm. bother re-rubbing it. I just cooked it, but it was good. Somebody was lazy. Yeah, it would seem like they were maybe uh, overworked. <laughs> just said fuck it. Uh, but yeah, we had it was just me and my wife. We just had dinner um, at the house, hung out on the deck for a while because it was nice out. We don't do yeah. that enough. And I was going to put up the tree, but I still haven't done it. Kind of slacking on that. But yeah, quiet. You know, there were some people in the neighborhood shooting off fireworks in the middle of the day. I don't know what that was about, but it was quiet where we were. Yeah, we just, uh, I made a roaster hen. Some uh, an, a recipe I found on YouTube, actually on, on, on Instagram. You spatchcocked it? I did spatchcock it. I sent you all the pictures. What is that? You just got to rip the spine out, right? You cut the spine out and you just cut it out. I say just. Actually, I found a, uh, I found a nice uh, like chef on YouTube. He wasn't an asshole about it. He was like, here's how it's done. And I just followed his instructions. I had done it in a minute. I just followed exactly what he said to do. And I just did it. As you know, it only took me two minutes. Cut this, cut the spine out. Cause I'd never done it before. You don't like rip it out. Mortal Kombat style, like fatality style or anything. I mean, you can't, you can, but you're going to lose a lot of meat in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, use feel- the, uh, I just use the, the, the uh, heavy knife. And you got to just- cut the spine out and then you cut the ribs out. And then you you hold it in the breast in your hand. You put and then you pop it. That that cracks the the sternum, and you pull that out. And there's a couple pieces of um, like cartilage you cut out in there, and that's that. Sounds pretty straightforward. You just got like a spine laying around your kitchen, like. Well, they were trying to be like you. You know, you can eat this part of the spine. I'm like, right. I'm not cooking spine. <laughs> <laughs> you got to save that for stock later. You look at Nicole. Look at Nicole's face. Neck. That's exactly <laughs> what they were saying. They were looking at Nicole's <laughs> face. They were like, you can put it in a. You put that in a, in a soup or something. I was like, it's mm-hmm. fine. Every YouTube channel will say use this for stock, but they don't. They don't ever show recipes for stock. Right. <laughs> it's like you're not using that shit. You're throwing it away. If yeah, I had a dog, easy. I would have thrown it to the dog. Or if I had a slave, I guess. I mean, like, here. Uh, you don't want to throw raw slave. bones to a dog. <laughs> some shit, and some shitlings. <laughs> bones will splinter in a dog's stomach, and then I go to the vet. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, my family don't do chitlins, thank goodness. So. Yeah. I have to deal with that nightmare. Yeah, see, this is what Keith is saying. You put the carcass in like a slow cooker. That's the, the whole thing. carcass. Yeah. Supposed to put the carcass. I mean, I guess if you take that bone, though, that that spine bone, you can carcass. Where you living on the western frontier? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You sure you got to build a fire? You got to go outside and make a fire. I actually tried to do that once we were living in New York with our with our uh, Thanksgiving turkey. It didn't turn out well. Make any turkey back chili? (laughs) It didn't. It didn't. Turkey spine. You just put it. Get the carcass. This is just the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> 10 different ways to use your turkey bones where you get this from new york city <laughs> and then i invited jack over because oh, he was i don't think anybody should just be kicking around an apartment by themselves on thanksgiving so you oh, the jack, did he make it he came through yeah did he, he bring a, anything yes he did he brought me a, a, a uh, some alcohol a bottle, of, a bottle of yak yep and a bottle of wine all right go wrong with that yeah and uh Eight, we we threw down. Do y'all break out the Christmas music 
we watched uh, we watched Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. We watched no, no, I take that back. We watched Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what we do. We don't really do what we do is the next day we put up all the Christmas decorations. Yeah, I was so gonna do that to, last night. We had, put up we had tree. to do that yesterday. That's what I'm saying. That fucking tree, man. I'll probably do it tonight. <laughs> that fucking, that fucking tree, man. Yeah, I got to put up the tree tonight. Last night there was a we have a cat bed in the corner where the tree goes, and there yeah. was a cat sleeping in the bed. I was like, I don't want to disturb the cat. Oh so Jesus Christ, Andy! You know, <laughs> any excuse. she seemed very comfortable. I was like, I'll just I'll wait. It's fine. I was I needed an excuse to not do it anyway. So. As I was preparing the, uh, I was I was spatchcocking the bird, spatchcock. Uh, I heard Mariah Carey singing "All I Want for Christmas" on the on the Macy's mm-hmm. parade. Right. So I saw I saw tweets. But I didn't watch. I saw tweets that were critical of her performance. How are you going to be critical of her performance? What is there to be? Was critical? she lip syncing? What did she do? It's fucking freezing out there. For I, know. Actually, I, don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that cold this year. For, what was this at about. the Thanksgiving parade or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's, well, Paula she, Abdul. Yes, Keith. <laughs> Paula Abdul. I saw the Paula Abdul clip. Right? She was lip syncing and tap dancing. What does she sing? Two steps forward, two steps. What's she sing? Straight up. What she straight up now? Tell me. She sang straight up. We're bringing that song back now. That's that's the shit. Hey, it's on Sleep the on uh, you want to. It's on the whole music playlist, I believe. Y'all ain't, yeah. y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna get me to go down this hole. Paul Abdul roasted this. the disrespect. Did you just say how she look? How does she look now? She's sixty. She looks good for sixty. Well, she used to be cute, and then she kind of fell way off. She had like a back accent or some shit like that, right? She was on Painkillers a lot, yeah, during those American Idol days. Yeah, it's kind of high. Um, yeah, I think she. I think that was kind of the way they described it. Like she was a little bit, a little well, high. Marcus, brother Marcus saying that Mariah Carey tried to copyright Queen of Christmas. Here's the problem with that. Um, Darlene Love sings this great Christmas song, also. And every year she sings it. Darlene Love is Murtaugh's wife on uh, on a Lethal Weapon. The mother. Mm. Murtaugh's wife. That's Darlene Love. She's also a fantastic singer. Uh, she sings this Christmas song every year. She used to sing it every year on the Letterman show. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way you're just going to call Mariah Carey the Queen of Christmas. It's not going to happen. <laughs> there's, too, there's too many other people out here that can be called that. <laughs> okay so i've got this one clip of paul abdul which um it's just her tap dancing i don't know if she's sing. she's tap i don't know if you can lip sync tap dancing i mean she started as a dancer yeah she was a yeah. choreographer yeah she was a choreographer yeah. and, and she was with she, the uh the la lakers I mean, Laker yeah. girls she was the laker girl the the choreographer that's how she grows to fame and this was that's this year yes a couple days ago she looks great yeah she 60? Shit. yeah so then there was also footage of her singing i guess it's there's some article that has that too yeah everybody kind of lip syncs at the parade because it's cold yeah <laughs> yeah i saw i definitely saw something that was criticizing mariah care i don't know if it was tweets or an article yeah, yeah dl the, dominique is saying in chat where mariah's mom is an opera singer you should listen to her talking on on quest love's pod where quest love 
had Mariah Carey. First of all, she calls she only calls him Amir. First of all, <laughs> she's like she refuses to call him Questlove. And she talks. She talked. To, that's the first time I heard her talk at length about her relationship with her with her mother. Just how her, how fucking crazy her mom's side of the family is. Her mom, the white one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because her mom was the one who put her in the head that that blackness was bad. Mm. That she was a bad child because her dad was black and all this stuff. And then she was like, and then I started dating Derek Jeter and I was with his family a lot. And they have a normal family. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was like, well, wait a minute. And Derek's family's like this. Oh, it's my family. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're gonna do it black. <laughs> it's my fucking family. Yeah, wasn't she married to Tommy Matola? Like he was like way older than her. Trying to get away from the fucking her. She talked about it. Trying to get away from that, moving from one situation to another situation. Yeah. Mariah Carey performed with her twins during the Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah, she she post she put a post up talking about how she was so proud of them. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. Tommy hated her blackness too. So. Yeah, that was back when she used to be. Had a whole different style. So we're going to say anything about Derek Jeter. He, he got the black back into her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the twins are back here in the little boxes dancing. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Nick, Nick Carrot, Nick, Nick's kids. Nick is probably his first kids. Monroe hey. and Moroccan. Yeah. Morocco. <laughs> it says Moroccan right here. Do they call him Moroccan? Why do they do that? Why do they call him Morocco? Morocco? I mean, according to this article on CNN, it might have it wrong. Yeah. Monroe and Moroccan. I mean, it kind of goes Monroe and Moroccan. Roe and Rock is what she calls them. That was back before he was naming them kids. Uh, powerful Queen Cannon and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legendary. <laughs> It is Morocco. That would that would go better. Morocco carry. Morocco carry. Yeah, it's probably a typo on CNN's part. That was back before he was marrying these uh IG model women or uh <laughs> impregnating these IG model women. They don't care what you name the kid. Right. Yeah. As long as the check is on time, you can you name anything you want. <laughs> Legionnaire well, Cannon, sure, whatever. Now here's People magazine naming all of Nick Cannon's kids, Nick Cannon's kids. And it also says Moroccan here, but it has all the names. Mm. Moroccan and Monroe. Those are the ones with Mariah Carey. Right. And then Golden. That's, That's when he started bad. fucking That's... them other women. That's not bad. <laughs> Golden Cannon. Oh, well, a football that player, Golden Cannon. Fuck, that's terrible. Golden terrible. Cannon. <laughs> Golden Sagan Cannon. Saigon. Saigon Cannon. There's no I, though. It's Sagan. I think it's Oh, Sagan. Oh, Sagan. Let's see. It and, probably means something in a hotel that we don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's probably got a couple names. Sagan, I knew it was Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah, his name after Carl Sagan. I just love the Cosmos. <laughs> this is what I'm into. Uh, the other one, the next one, I'll pull up the article. The next one is Powerful Queen. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Powerful first name, Queen, middle name. So, okay. Big fan of Queen. It just loves Queen. 
<laughs> Nickname Pow. Freddie Mercury Cannon. <laughs> um, Bohemian Rhapsody Cannon. <laughs> Jesus. And I don't know. This is, yeah, this is powerful. Crazy Queen. little okay. thing, Cannon. Zion, Zion Mixolydian. Mixolydian <laughs> is a scale. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Mixoplex. Mixolydian. That's a musical scale. What are you doing? <laughs> Zion and Zillion. Zillion. Not Zillion million, not billion, it's, not true. And I think Zillion's middle name is Air. Like Zillion Air. Yeah, Zillion Air Cannon. You can get away with Zion, but Zillion? Zillion Air. Zillion Air. Come on, man. Zillion Air Cannon. You're not taking this serious at this point. <laughs> yeah, this has got to be some kind of name generator. There's got to be a Nick he Cannon. Was, I guess he was in guitar class and was like, I like Mixolydian. Yeah, you don't like Ionian cool. more? You can call the kid Io. No, Mixolydian. Okay. Zen, Zen Cannon. That's fine. Kind of running out of ideas on that, that one. That one Zen passed Cannon. away. Zen passed away. Mm. Um, legendary Love Cannon. Good. Lord. Now this one sounds more like a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> like if I heard legendary someone love. Yeah. name Legendary this, Love, I'd be like, oh, not for this adults. Child up yeah. <laughs> legendary Love was big in the eighties. <laughs> um, booty right. talk secret it's a different era back when things were on film you know <laughs> onyx, onyx ice, ice coal c-o-l-e ice coal was a boxer al ice coal <laughs> yeah that's that he just thought that sounded cool he don't even know who that boxer is ice coal cannon ice coal onyx, onyx ice jj fish cannon Everybody always gives Nick's Cannon shit for it, but I'm always like, these women that sign up for this just as bad. I've been talking about on stage, dude. If you want to be the 12th Nick women? Cannon baby mama, yeah, like, you and you letting this nigga name your baby Ice Cold, it's on you too. <laughs> you got to get he, some of this too. How did he convince you to join the baby mama brigade? How'd he do that? You know, I got a brigade of baby mamas up at the back of the house. <laughs> How'd he convince them? Rise Messiah Cannon. Girl, you see me on Wild and Out. You know what I do. <laughs> You know how I get down. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Rise Messiah. That's uh, again, that's kind of up there with uh, Queen, you know, Messiah. Mm-hmm. Powerful Queen. Is that the beautiful kid. Zeppelin? Call the kid. I'll oh, see. He's just pulling names out of his ass. Zeppelin. On, beautiful Zeppelin Cannon. He likes the Z's and X's and shit. He looks weird. When do he see these kids? I mean, I guess you gotta have like a like a like a PowerPoint of like you write in your calendar, maybe. He's gotta pay for like uh, the higher end Zoom premium so we could have more people on screen. (laughs) Gotta teleconference everybody in (laughs) Microsoft Teams crashes every time. Can you imagine trying to keep six women cool with each other? Ugh. I'm trying to imagine 12 birthdays for kids. How you gonna remember that shit? Every day you're gonna wake up, you're gonna be did I miss a birthday? <laughs> right. Shit. Oh. Which one is it? Is it, is it beautiful Zeppelin? No, Rise Messiah. That's right. Oh fuck. Right. Me... My bad. <laughs> I called the wrong one. <laughs> Every time you get a cake made, you gotta repeat the name like four times to the to the cake shop. Like, no, it's I think it's... that's really what we found out is that it's not that he loves having children, he loves birthday cakes. And this is a way to have one like every couple weeks. Right. She just loves cake. 
He just like birthday cakes and parties. This has nothing to do with the children or the women. Yeah, he likes noisemakers and party hats. <laughs> That's what he's into. Once he's they're gonna, past that gonna, age, he doesn't care. the queen of happy, the king of happy birthday. What the fuck is that picture about? What's oh, this going is on? a fucking. This is a. Oh, he's a at every photo shoot. That is fucking ridiculous. Oh, he gonna listen. I give Nick Cannon this. He gonna be at a damn maternity suit. Okay. They this is a maternity the, shoot. This man brings it. I got the pictures. She's topless. He's got his hands on her belly. R and B music is playing. Also, starting to think he got a tight because a lot of these women look the they same. All kind of look like Mariah Carey, don't they? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> they all think kinda, he got a tight. They all want to kind of look like Mariah Carey, don't they? All kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say he's a colorist, but I can't say he's not. If you know. What I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> he just ain't having to find. What he just I'm ain't having. He, he just ain't having to find none that's using that darker Fenty yet, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> hell of a coincidence. Just going by what I'm seeing, weirdly, weirdly <laughs> coincidental. Where does he meet these? Thank women? you, Ashley. Does, does he have just someone who sets him up with women to have babies? Like, is he in? Is he maintaining all these relationships I simultaneously? Can't imagine, I can't imagine it's too hard for him to meet a woman in Los Angeles. I guess, or like, you- I mean. Or I New feel York. like you figure he's probably hanging around Miami, New York, Los Angeles, Ibiza, shit like that. I mean, listen, this is what IG models. This is an IG model dream. This is like winning yep. the lottery for them. Yep. Right. Off. Like you don't see none of them turning it down and no one's holding them accountable for it either. Nope. <laughs> I'm just nope. waiting for that five years from now when one of them finally drops the he's not seeing his child and right. the yeah, check isn't stories. clearing. Everybody's going to be like, everybody's going to turn into like, I told you so. <laughs> this is the weird thing. Like, this is a picture of him, I guess, doing like a Halloween party with uh, the two, with two of his kids. I guess they got to divvy up the holidays because he can't be with all of them on yeah. Halloween, right? Or or Christmas? Like, is he just ri- driving to five or six different houses every Christmas? Some kids ain't getting no Halloween that year. With like a U-Haul full of gifts because they won't fit all in his car. The twins got a Halloween and the other kids got, I guess got they got Thanksgiving. <laughs> they got, they, they get, the twins got treats. The rest of the kids got tricked. <laughs> One of the kids just gets like Arbor Day. Like they don't even, they yeah. Holidays. Yeah. It's me because I need to buy a compound. I'm guessing oh, that's, that's coming. I'm guessing he's got all of them living close. I mean, I, he, there's been no talk of him being a uh, deadbeat. You know? No, not sure. TPS is saying something interesting in the sense that they're not looking for fathers; they're looking for check writers who can donate the sperm. The father is out the hot. I actually don't. I actually don't think that TPS and it that tracks. I'm not saying that there's there's not any type of truth in it, but I always feel like that the next woman always thinks I'll be the one to lock him down. I'll be the one that can lock him up. But what is what is locking I'm him up mean? Oh, he'll marry me and he'll be faithful to me. And I'm the last, I'm going to be the last one of this brigade. <laughs> I mean, they already have his kid. Like that's pretty locked up. You know, here's yeah. the thing about, and Nicole is saying thing about Eddie Murphy, except for Mel B's kid. I think that that's scary spice. I think that's the only one he had out of wedlock. Maybe did he have another one? Which 
And the Mel B one always kind of struck me like, you know, that's that day in bed and she wrapped that leg around him. Just let it go, baby. <laughs> Just let it go. You put a lot on these women. <laughs> it's, 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 it takes two here. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't. You know. I think. Uh, I, I, Does I Clint think, Eastwood got that many? Ooh, I didn't know that. I don't think these women are trying to um, lock him down. I, I always feel like there's. I think always, they're trying to get that baby. Like that might have been the first couple. Yeah. I don't know. Sixteen later, I think. Oh, uh, no, I always I think feel they like know what a, they're getting. I, I bet Clint Eastwood's like kids a, are named like Smith and Wesson and and yeah. uh, Colt. <laughs> a lot I always of feel like, and maybe that, and that's me giving the women credit. By the way, of I will be the one who will be. The I know one that's that's what I think is funny <laughs> about me. all this is that people want to give the women credit. Maybe yeah, uh, maybe I'm wrong. We, but we treat, but we say he a piece of shit. But the women are all great. And I'm like, oh, that can't be true. The only time I say the only time I say the man is I think there's something wrong with the motherfuckers. But the only time I say the man's a piece of shit is if he's not doing for these children. Yeah, you know what as I mean? As we We're know like, Nick is doing for these kids. Something wrong with him. But, but some, the eighth baby mama, nothing's wrong off, with her. He's off up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and what kind of people take advantage of a person that's off up here? That's true. Come on. Come that's on, true. man. When that woman had eight kids, Octomom, we were like, this motherfucker's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at Clint Eastwood's Wikipedia. All right. Um, twice divorced, Eastwood has had numerous casual and serious relationships of varying length and intensity. Well, I think we know that. Over his <laughs> life. 16 kids. A lot well, of many of which, Well, hold on. Many of which overlapped. He has eight known children by six women, only half of whom were contemporaneously acknowledged Eastwood refuses to confirm his exact number of offspring. So this is the margin of error. Clint Eastwood is a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Probably uh, (laughs) probably thought those kids were in that empty chair. He is a piece (laughs) of shit. Imagine if Nick Cannon was doing shit like that. (laughs) He's he's having Christmas with an empty high chair. He is a piece of shit. (laughs) Eastwood... um, there have been wide discrepancies in the media regarding the number of kids. He is closed to discussing his families with the media, stating they're vulnerable people. I can protect myself, but they can't. His biographer, Patrick Milligan, has stated on camera that Eastwood's total number of children is unclear and that one was when he was still in high school. Mm. So he's had who knows? He might not even know the answer to this question. Eastwood first marriage. First marriage was to manufacturing secretary Margaret Neville Johnson in 1953. He was born in 1930, mm. met her on a blind date. During the courtship, he had an affair that resulted in his daughter, Lori, who was adopted by. Uh, so his first daughter was, was put up for adoption. While the identity of Lori's biological mother is not public record, McGilligan said, McGilligan said the mother belonged to a theater group Eastward participated in. OK, Eastward continued, to have, continued having affairs while married to Johnson, including a 1959 to 1973 liaison with stunt woman Roxanne Tunis that produced a daughter named Kimber. So it was basically Dominic, Johnson. Clint, like Dominic was saying Clint was a looker. I mean, I, you don't know. No, ain't no ugly man doing no shit like this. This is not so happen for ugly I man. feel like you might be surprised, though. There might be some ugly dudes with a lot of charm, you know? <laughs> it takes a lot of charm. Or a, lot of sperm. a lot of It takes a lot to overcome shit like that. <laughs> Elon Musk said, Courtney. Yeah, Elon Musk is... Yeah, yeah, like I said, it takes a lot, like a billion dollars will overcome. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, so he had kind of an open marriage. He had two kids outside of that marriage. Some that we don't even know about. He was open on at least one end. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus, what a piece of shit he is. It's the not claiming the kids that's the problem. Like, who you piece of shit, you? Or well, he's he trying might to claim protect them. them from the world, you know? Is that what yeah, he's doing? He okay. might claim he's them saying. privately. He, he's, he sort of acts like he just doesn't want to make it public. Uh-huh. He refuses to acknowledge. Well, when you're acknowledging half your kids and you ain't acknowledging the other half, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I got 16, but I only acknowledge eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> got to protect the mother eight. <laughs> they ain't ready for this lifestyle yet. <laughs> I think only one of Max. Yeah. Oh, they all rejected their dad's career. That tells Scott, you a little something. Who looks a lot like him, a young version of him. Yeah, it's like Scott Eastwood or something. Yeah, Scott Eastwood. He just plays the asshole. Yeah, he was in uh that uh Pacific Rim sequel. He was the asshole in um that movie with Jason Statham, where Jason Statham they killed his son. Mm-hmm. And he was going around. Ken. That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah I like that movie. Going around Man, some, yeah, I forget yeah. the name of it. It's good. It's a guy, Richie Flick. Yeah. That's a good one. Going around, going around murking him. He, he joined a little money transport thing so he can get their asses. Clint Eastwood is 92 years old. Still in the game. Uh, Wikipedia says political party. Republican from 1951 to 2008, but then Libertarian since 2008. Which means Republican. Stop it. Him and Joe Rogan. I mean, that 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 convention, the Republican convention where he spoke to the chair was after 08, right? Or was that, that wasn't the 08 convention. That was uh, 2012. That was in 2012, right? Because that's when the only yeah. time Obama was running again. Yeah. Mr. Obama. <laughs> Man, that shit was terrible. Yeah, that was 2012, his RNC speech. And it was definitely like, you could see Clint Eastwood clearly being a Republican. Like, that wasn't, I was under no illusions that this man <laughs> might have been a Republican, might not have been a Republican or not. It was how fucking pathetic that speech looked. Right. Like, like that shit looked corny. He looked like an old man. Yeah, I said, damn, bro. <laughs> you thought this was a good look? <laughs> this yes, shit looked stupid. He Mr. later, Obama. Yeah, he later Lakita. said, uh, "No one talks about that." Lakita, Lakita, the chat room says Ronan Farrow looking just like Frank Sinatra. No one talks about that. Like that is Frank Sinatra's kid. Can we mm-hmm. <laughs> stop acting like he's not? Can we <laughs> allegedly? Uh, Clint Eastwood, I, mean, I think later I wouldn't, regretted. I wouldn't accuse him of that because he fuck around and do a deep dive on your background. You find yeah. out. That's your the dad, thing. the motherfucking Golden State Killer, or some shit. Farrell <laughs> 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 know everything. Out here you know? looking just like he probably walks around singing Sinatra songs. <laughs> uh, Clint Eastwood regretted that speech later. Did of course, he? that shit oh. looks stupid. Well, he only regretted it because it was badly, <laughs> it was poorly received, not for the content of it. Yeah, it, and it looks stupid. It just. I mean, I guess there's not a lot of cool Republicans, but that definitely was one of the least cool moments. Yeah, it's it was also it seemed like a doddering old man. It didn't seem like he was right. in control of the situation. It made it seem like he thought someone was in that chair. <laughs> right. And he just was mistaken and we were all watching him like fall into senility or some shit. He said, I'm thinking that's Obama. He doesn't, as far as a chair, he doesn't even go to work. He doesn't go to down to Congress and make a deal. What the hell is he doing sitting in the White House? If I were in that job, if it was me, of course, I'd get down there and make a deal. 
sure, Congress are lazy bastards, but so what? You're the top guy. You're the president of the company. It's your responsibility to make sure everybody does well. It's that class and like, just get in there and fucking roll up your sleeves. That yeah, kind of shit. Because that, that always works. Go down there and make a deal. Talk to them. <laughs> just go down there and talk to these people. Yeah, it's like me with all my child support payments. I had to get in there and make some deals. Just like Ronnie said, tear down that wall. And what they do, they tore it down. Yes, they <laughs> did. It was that easy. All he got to do is, if that was me in that job, I'd just be like, hey, world you peace. It would, it would be world peace. I'd be like, no more hungry kids. Let's get this hardest, done. That was the hardest thing about the Obama presidency was there were uh, obviously Republicans that said stupid shit like that. And then there were fucking progressive white people that said stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like, why can't he just get it done? Like, uh, facing the most obstruction ever? Uh, <laughs> I don't, why can't, why do you think he can't get it done, Michael Moore? Just march in there. Just march down <laughs> over to Congress and just fucking take off your jacket instead of spell and get some yeah. shit done. Go in there and tell them you be black, like like uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Mar said. said that. Be black. Go in there and pull your dick, pull your big black dick out, and scare them. Like, what the fuck is wrong with white people? Go on in there and do some black shit. Come on, yeah. that's why we elected you. <laughs> I mean, I was afraid of you, and I voted for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go get black on them, Barack. Yeah. Come on. If I was Obama, I'd be like, hey, shame on a motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> That's what I do. Like, what who do y'all think you voted for? If that was me in that job, <laughs> they always do some shit that they that they think he never thought of. Like, yeah. Why don't you just ask him to make a deal? Right? <laughs> Scare Mitch McConnell into doing the right thing. <laughs> just give him a call. Yeah. Talk to him. <laughs> He's reasonable. <laughs> Oh it's his God. fault. What a time, duh. Yeah, those people are still out there. They're they're always yeah. asking someone to do yeah. something. They all still think like that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Obama would have just I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you're telling me that all he had to do was we could have got health care. This motherfucker had a majority in Congress and the Senate. For 47 minutes. He had a super and he didn't duper. pass shit. Extra, but universal health care. Extra strength majority. He had the, yeah. mo most, the most majority of any majority of all time. All he I, did was get us Obamacare and out of a damn economic downward spiral. Because he's beholden to big pharma. <laughs> That's what it is. He could have given us Medicare for all. He could have done that. He chose not to. Just like Biden could Biden could wipe away the student debt with a stroke of a pen. Right. Do that. It would be, it is totally legal. Any amount possible. I'm gonna give a speech at the Democratic Convention. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be me talking to a a, a blank piece of paper with a pen next to it. <laughs> <laughs> like all you gotta do is show up here and write some shit down. <laughs> Joe Biden, just write it down. That's all you gotta do. I saw a thing today that uh, Kevin McCarthy said they're going to start off every session. Uh, they're going to start their first session by reading every word of the Constitution. 
And they're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance too. I'm like, yeah, proving proving how ineffectual you fucking idiots. So yeah, I ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah. He's like, we're going to do a prayer. It's like, no, they all, they do that all the time. It's that that's already yeah. part of the. He knows that. We're not going to govern. We're going to read. Do we're stunts. Gonna, we're just going to do stunts. We're going to filibuster the Constitution. We'll see how long that lasts. You would all think right, anybody with a majority would have, like, you know, some shit they want. An do. agenda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some plans and some promises to fulfill from all that campaigning they did. Yeah. All right. Everybody come to order. First meeting of the new Republican Congress. Everybody reach under your seat, pull out a little pocket Constitution. <laughs> We're going to play bump and go around the room. Everybody reads a couple sentences and bump somebody else. Yeah. They can't oh, do this uh, in the Senate. Speaking of agendas, how was the voting in Atlanta this morning in Georgia? Early voting just started? Yeah, started started today. I don't even know when the actual vote is. Yeah, how will we know how it's December going? December 6th. I guess we'd only know if it was going bad, right? Yeah, I guess they'll have some early voting numbers. Um. December yeah, like 6th. how many people voted, but they won't Ooh. know a percentage. Yeah. That's just an hour long line. I heard that he's, he's, uh, Walker's polling like 10 points behind and that, um, the, uh, they're not putting any money into Herschel Walker anymore. Yeah. He, he, he challenged Joy Reid to a debate and she yeah. accepted. She said, come on my show. We'll debate. I think she shouldn't do that. I think they should just let him flail and give him no airtime. Uh, I think he's looking for airtime because he's probably. Well, he hasn't responded to her because some whoever's working his campaign is like, that's not a good idea. Well, of course not. Because <laughs> she said, you know, she said, we're not doing that. She said, you can't bring anybody with you. You can't yeah. have Lindsey Graham sitting next to you. Yeah. Or Ted Cruz. You just got to show up. I'll be fair, you know. Yeah. And he, well, she'll and just he, start hitting him with facts and then it's over. He decided not to do it or he is doing it. He hasn't he, responded, which he called his bluff. Yeah. He he was he didn't think she was gonna call his bluff. He was like, I want to debate you, Joy Reed. She was like, All right, cool. Yeah, say no more. Happen. And she accepted his uh his offer to debate with those conditions. You gotta come alone. Walker faces incumbent Raphael Warnock in a December 6th runoff. That's a couple Tuesdays from now. Right. Um, He was on the Charlie Kirk show. I'd love to debate Joy Reid. You know, Senator Warnock, he's a slick, talking, smooth, dressy guy. (laughs) But in that debate, I took him to school. What? No, he didn't. (laughs) Because he found out a lot of things he didn't know. And I can do the same thing with Joy Reid any time of the day. I think people sit on TV. that he knew that you, what? Okay. People sit on TV and they talk. It's easy to talk, but I've been a man that have been have worked my whole life. That have I worked companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've signed the front of a paycheck. What? They've never done any of that. They don't know how to do it. I do, and I say any day of the week she wants to debate, she, she can show up debate. here, and I'll debate her as well on any subject. She can come up with the subject, and let's go at it. She can come up with the subject. So she basically okay, Lindsey cool. Graham and. And Mitch McConnell or whatever, just sit on either side of him. It's just fucking look like massa. Yeah, like they're uh like they're basically like he's a I just told her you can't bring your handlers. Can't bring your handlers, your friends. Can't bring your handlers. <laughs> like no just, seconds, no tournament. It's so obvious what they're doing is they're sitting on either side of him to remind white Republicans right. to vote for him. Like it's right. not 
Like, it's not about him at all. It's like, they don't give a fuck about him. It's not even really, a, it's just, you know, don't, hey guys, this is the one. Don't get confused. He's okay. I'll see. I know you see how he's talking and how he looks, but he's ours. This is the guy we're supporting. Remember us, guys. Think, act like you're voting for us. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's it's not really about him, guys. I know how this looks, but uh, why would I, Lindsey Graham, be sitting next to him if it wasn't important for us to vote for him? Think about it. Well, Ashley's saying, unfortunately, she's here in line. Anecdotally, she's hearing good things, but the long lines are. I think long lines are a good thing, and I think they only help. They only help uh, Raphael Warnock. Yeah. Well, the fact that the long lines. On the first day, I means a lot of people were excited to get or to get, get a chance to vote it. again. Yeah, to get out there and do it. Because you could go, you could wait until like uh, another yeah. day when your lines are shorter. But people chose to go on the first day because they're excited about voting. Yeah. You know, it's the enthusiasm gap. Yeah. But yeah, December 6th, and I guess they'd have those results pretty quickly. It wouldn't be days. Of, I, th- I think when they had the runoff, actually, in fact, they had the runoff on January 5th of 2021 and they had the results that night because mm-hmm. the next day was January 6th and they already knew who the new senators were. You know, they didn't have to wait a, a week or so to get all the results in. And then every, America took it really well and everything was fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jan- January 6th was great. <laughs> You know, we were all just uh, all of us on January sixth. We were all just gonna, we were just going down there to get something done. I just want to see how it works. Just gonna roll up our sleeves, and talk to them. That's all. It's our house. <laughs> so yeah, that's coming up. I, I guess uh, any indictment of Trump would have to come after that because it's still election season. So people keep saying, "What about you're waiting until the elections are over to indict Trump?" Where is it? I think you have to wait at minimum till December 6th for that. If it happens at all at this point. Hmm. With uh, Jack Smith in charge. Mark, how was the Thanksgiving? I assume everything went okay. If it didn't, I I would imagine I would have gotten a message from somebody. Everything was fine. Fine. That's just, that's that's where it topped out. Fine. Uh, they went to my older brother's house. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of started a. Me and my parents had a talk the other night. It didn't go good. They kind of trying to mend that fence, basically. I guess. How long has that been? Like, do they talk? Like, it's been a long time. Know. It's been a while. I yeah. don't know. But there's been no, there was no drama, I guess. Not according to Mark. You would have heard that if there was, I guess. You'd you'd begin your phone would have been blowing up on Thursday night if there was Mm -hmm. drama. Yeah, but you know, I'm like, okay, what is expected of me now? My mom's on that. Two of her friends died without seeing their kids. Right. (laughs) So now it's I gotta see. I want my family to be together. I'm like, what is what is that? What do you want me to do? That's what I need to know. What, what's my expected role in all of this? Maybe they, maybe they're doing it for themselves. You know, I don't know. I'm supposed to be the middle child. Does everybody understand what that means? What does that mean? Well, the middle child is the bridge child. Bridge between the bridge between whatever. That's what the middle child is supposed to be. The middle child is always the bridge child. That's the child that 
kind of lets everything go and lets everything slides and works to keep everything. Thank you, Keith, the peacekeeper, the one who keeps everything together. So whatever happens, you as a middle child, you're supposed to eat it and just be like, okay, well, we got to work things out. Yeah, Keith and his wife is. We got to work things out. We got to make things go. So you end up eating a lot of shit. Right. That's what she says. Okay. You know, every, any middle child knows what I'm talking about. So they'll tell you that they don't expect anything out of you, but you have to remember everybody's, everybody's writing a story as the story is playing out. And the characters in that story are supposed to do certain things. And when those characters act out of turn, it's a problem for everybody, <laughs> you know, except for you. Cause you're like, I, this is not my story. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is not the story I'm writing. <laughs> I'm writing my story. You know, you know, so. But they haven't had, I, mean, I guess the question I have is they haven't had any, there was no like preliminary get together before this thanks Like it all, this Thanksgiving was the first time they had kind of had like hung out with him in probably years. Yeah. There had to have been some like lead up to talk and reopen the lines of communication, I guess. No, no, I don't think, I don't think that's how, not, a, not the way, not the way my mom explained it to me. No. So who invited them? He, did he actually reach out and invite them? No, she reached out to him. Oh, to him. okay. And then he was like, why don't you just come by for Thanksgiving? Right. Because they live, I guess, fairly close. So then Mark got, yeah. So then Mark got talked into it. Right. So then he went. Mark said they talked before. Okay. So, so then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she was explaining it to me. And I was like, what do you want me to do? You know, I had to tell my dad to stop yelling. You know, it was. <laughs> came, Wait, was off. he in the background of the phone call yelling? Well, I told her to put him on the phone and he got on. Oh. stridently stridently saying my name i said you need to stop yelling at me um i haven't raised my voice not once right that's the purposeful move now for randolph by the way <laughs> don't raise your voice i've learned how to control that yeah <laughs> i said i haven't raised my voice not once again but that's part of the story that's being told is the one side is being so then they, they must this other side must be aggressive right because that's just, well no i'm not a lot of you have to forgive. That's another one I, I don't like. Right, right. Yeah, that's a big I, one. I hate that one. The the you have to forgive. I'm like, I don't have to do anything. I didn't do anything. That's what I keep saying. I kept saying, I was like, I never did anything. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Well, the way I, I never, always look at that I shit. I never did anything. So what do I have to do? What do I have to do? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. You have to rise above that and repair. Exactly. Right. Hey. The way I look at it is in those situations is that person has forfeited their access to me. I didn't do anything. Right. So (laughs) that's on them. And they might, there might be some relationship, but it's not going to be the one they want. Right. It'll be cold and sporadic. The the story has changed. The story is now the tale that's being told is now we're not on script anymore. We're on script. Now, if everybody would just get back on script. That's the whole thing with forgiveness. Forgiveness is part of the script. The script that we tell as Americans is somebody does something wrong to you, you forgive them, and then everything is fine, right? Because that's the Christian way, right? 
Well, I mean, there are examples of people who say I did that and it's, I'm better for it and we're better That's, for it. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It happens. Yeah. Nothing wrong. I can with see that why people would recommend that since it's worked for them. Yeah. You know? Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. But with, but with that usually comes contrition from the other person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing. It's harder to forgive somebody that doesn't admit or think they're wrong or want to do restitution. Like, cause then at that point I'm, I, cause I'm a, I'm a very forgiving person, I, but I'm really at that point when people do shit like that, I'm really forgiving so that I can move on. It's really nothing to do with them at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, like and and a lot of people don't understand that because I can be like, oh, I forgave them. I just don't fuck with them, and I'm never going to like, right. like, like, like. I'm 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 actually this. I'm actively not really holding a grudge. I'm actually mm-hmm. quite. I'm quite peaceful where I'm at right now. But yeah, I know how this person is, and uh, right. they, yeah, I'm never going to fucking just forget and act like it didn't happen so you right. know if that's what you want me to do that's that's you the one that gotta let that go and and well some people move on without forgiving but they've still right. moved on right exactly. so if the goal is to move on one way or the other then some people figure it out without the forgiveness part exactly and that that base that ship has sailed at that point like it's hard mm-hmm. to go back now well there's a lot that comes into forgiveness is is what's the contrition on the other person's part that you're forgiving is yeah. it real? Is it legitimate? Or is it just, I'm just saying this thing so we can get back on book? Well, I think it's, sometimes if you're like too hurt by it or whatever, you're not going to be able to like yeah, yeah. to a, see the contrition. Like, like their contrition might not be enough. What they did might be yeah unforgivable to you. You know, their that's contrition might also be something where they they give like. Um, they don't give you what you want. Right. right with the contrition so they might right. say something like oh we all made mistakes yeah right and so they'll give you they'll kind of try to go halfway and then you have to either you have to decide do i meet them do i accept that like now it's on you because they're gonna you realize they're gonna only give you this much so it's up to you to say am i gonna accept that much and just say you know what that's them trying and right. that's enough or do i sit back and sort of uh cross my arms away for them to give me everything that I need, which they seem unwilling to do. And so that's a lot of that when people apologize and, you know, try to be contrite, they sort of give a half apology. They just say, well, you know, we all did things wrong. And I think that's what happens with parents a lot is you never, you don't always get the, you know, full throated, I was wrong moment from your parents and you get like, well, this is the best I'm going to get out of this motherfucker. So right. sometimes people forgive and move on because they don't think they'll get anything better. Yeah. Or they just interpret that. They just learn to interpret that. Okay. They're not saying it, but this is their version of saying, Yeah, it. you know, so we know there's a subtext and what they're really saying. They can't bring themselves to say, Right. So you just have to say, okay, well, I'm going to accept that now because I know that's all they're going to give me. Yeah, this like, is the best like, I'm gonna get. Yeah, like my dad uh, doesn't like when we take like a picture for Facebook or Instagram, right? And who knows what the reason is for real? You know what I'm saying? It could be he doesn't fit like the way he looks right now. It could be a privacy thing. It could be you know paranoid about social media. It could be a bunch of shit. But I just know that as a black man of a certain age, he ain't finna explain all that shit to me. He said no. 
That's right. the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want my picture on there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think a lot of times, like, that's an easy one that we can all agree on. But I think a lot of times, even when it comes to shit like, you know, abuse or uh, motherfuckers not validating you emotionally or what whatever they've done to you as a parent, they don't even really have a word that we have for the shit. Like, mm-hmm. And shit, half of my fucking black male peers, it'd be a struggle to get it out now. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's just, sometimes it's like that too, where it's just like, damn, man, this motherfucker don't even know how to say how they fucked up and that they sorry. And and, and, and they they don't know how to say it the right way. So do I do them the favor of fucking like filling in the gaps? Like I know this nigga's sorry, but he don't know how to say it. Or do I go, we'll figure it out. I figured it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's in some things, some relationships are fractured permanently. And whatever is rebuilt is going to be like a, you know, a, 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 a bad copy of what it was before. You know, it's right. just not, it's not going to be the same. And they have to accept that too. It's like, okay, you can have me back in your life, but only to this point. Yeah. Because there's no way that we can bridge that gap. So you can take, everybody has to sort of take it or leave it at some point. Everybody has to have that moment where they're like, okay, this is the best I can get. I'll accept it. But that sort of Hallmark card, perfect family moment. You know, that's probably not going to happen. Last last five minutes of family matter shit. That's not how life works at all. Right. Yeah. Son. I realized. Like, (laughs) nah, that's, that's not how that shit goes. I, yeah, I can't, I can't see it. And then there's two, like I said, I said, so, so y'all gonna try and spring him on me now? So is that a thing that's mm-hmm. gonna happen? Like I'm gonna be home for Christmas. Y'all gonna try? Oh, by the way, here's your brother. Y'all gonna try and do that? Because I, I said that would be bad. You know that, right? Right. <laughs> I would not. That's not gonna go the way you think it's gonna go. Like, no, we would never do that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you like there? They're on a Zoom call and they pan the camera over and he's standing <laughs> there. What are you doing? Like, oh, look who stopped by. You know, and I was talking to my wife about it. And I was like, I said, I said, imagine this. Imagine that we're there. And and he would and he was to raise his voice to Ava, which is a possibility. It's never not a possibility. So what do you think would happen? What does everybody think would happen? Well, if he was, to raise, peacefully he was to raise your voice to if he was to raise your voice to you or talk sideways to you or anything like that, it could be anything. <laughs> anything could set me off. And once that happens, I'm not going to rein it back for any kind of way. Why would I do that? I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is it. I guess, I guess we're here now. So let's go ahead and go. So I'm like, I can't. No, we would never do that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, my wife was my life was like, well, we would just have to leave. And we're sitting there, and he was to come through the door. We'd have to leave immediately. We'd get, get, we'd get up and leave. Right, beef is real. Like we can't, we can't be. Oh yeah, and it's not going to get resolved. It's him. He he was very abusive towards me my whole life. Mm. I think I've explained that before. My we have different fathers. Me and Mark's father. Our dad married our mom after she divorced his dad. Mm. His dad was very abusive towards our mom, physically very abusive towards our mom and towards him. So when he was about seven, they got divorced in Alaska, and then my dad met her. 
in Alaska, on the base in Alaska. Quickly got her pregnant. <laughs> I was Classic military move. I was a result of that. <laughs> <laughs> they moved away. She got divorced. He adopted my brother. About a year later, I came. And according to my brother, once, and this is how you, this is, this is the beginning. When I came, my brother stopped being big shit and I took his place in my mom's life. A classic right. issue. Yeah. Right. So he felt left out and he took it out on you because you were the, you were at I fault was, somehow. Yeah, I'm at fault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How dare you be born? Then there was thing, and then that was just the beginning. And then along the way, um, I had meningitis when I was about four. This is before Mark was born. I had spinal meningitis. So I spent months in the hospital. And uh, he didn't like that because all the attention had to come to me. I was dying. So mm. <laughs> all, the attention, all the attention came to me. Right. He told me this all much later. So he had uh, self-awareness about it later. Yeah. Then he was a classic fuck up. Classic fuck up. Uh, drugs. Dropped out of high school. Uh, went to Germany. We were in Germany. Um, really talented basketball player. Fucked that off. Um, came back here, got a girl pregnant. We were in like senior in high school. So I have a nephew uh, that I'd seen a couple times at the gym. He's, he's got to be 30 now, I would think. 30, 35. Uh, so I got this girl pregnant. My parents have never even really seen the kid. He, he I guess he thought he was never going to tell him. A little fuck, a little funky shit along the way. Very abusive. We even lived together for a while. Like after yeah, high school? Mark is and Mark came along and nobody got attention anymore. Yeah. Mark came five years after after me. Oh, then like now you're mad at Mark. <laughs> you're like, man, what the fuck? You know what's <laughs> funny is the shit that he would do to me, I would sometimes do to Mark. I regret I'm going to regret that to my dying day. I talked about that with my therapist. She was like, Oh, that happens. That's Somebody abuses you, and then you turn around doing these ass things. You know, that's happens. Well, that's you. I guess you kind of feel like that's what you're supposed to do to a younger brother, too. Like that's yeah, but you don't understand that it's actually abusive, right? And Mark forgave you. It doesn't matter whether Mark forgave. I can't forgive myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry it to my dying mm. day. I talk about it sometimes with my wife. I talk about I'm gonna carry it to my dying day. Mm. If it hadn't been done to me, it would have never happened to Mark. Nothing. Nothing like. The things were happening to me. He was not a good person, not a good brother. And then he was, he's not a good person to his children. He's not a good person to his wife. He's just not a good person. Very, very abusive towards everybody around. Not really Mark. Mm. Uh, so, really but Mark. the question, I guess, is, has he figured that out? No. Oh, no. Absolutely okay. Not. Judging by what my mom was saying me in this conversation, absolutely not. Because he told my mom, like my mom told him one time, you know, I love you, but I don't like you. And mm. then she was saying in the first conversation they had, the first thing he went to was, how could you tell me that you you tell your own son that you didn't like him? I'm like, it's not hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty unlikable, man. Let it's me just... <laughs> not hard at all. People don't understand that. How you guys talk about it on stage. If If the pandemic should have taught everybody everything is that. Oh, I love this motherfucker, but I don't like him. I don't want to be around him for long periods of time. That's why a lot of motherfuckers broke up. Because you don't want to be around a motherfucker you don't like. You'll be around somebody you love in short bursts. But if you don't right. like somebody, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't even want to be in a room with your ass if I don't like you. 
you ever try to be around somebody you just don't like? Think about all your family members. They're like, I don't like that motherfucker. I don't like that motherfucker. <laughs> I can't stand that motherfucker. You know, you know what I say as 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 Berger saying there was a divorce boom during the pandemic. Yeah, because motherfuckers realized, oh, I love you, I don't like you. And now we have to be in close quarters with each other. Like Ron Karen like each other. You it's evident. <laughs> You know, and it's pretty fucking evident when you see a couple. Think about other couples. You know, you're like, oh, y'all don't even like each other. <laughs> y'all don't even, y'all don't even like each other at all. So yeah, parent, parents, and Keith, Keith can back me up as a, as another parent or any other parents. See a lot of parents who don't like their children. They love them. They don't like them. Or you see children that don't like their parents. It happens all the time. But it's just an easy thing to throw at somebody in a fight. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know. So I guess yeah. he's uh, how, how old is he then? He's got to be like 60 at this point, right? Seven years older than me. 61, 62, somewhere. All there. right. So he's probably not going to deal with those Thank issues that he has at this point. I mean, he could. He, he, doesn't, have ways. The, he doesn't have the strength to. That's another thing. So when I moved away, things started getting easier for me. Right. As far as my relationship with him, they didn't come to my wedding. He didn't come to me and Amy's wedding. Were, were they invited? Uh, for a minute. Then he started, we were the last time I spoke to him. Let's see. He started shitting on my parents again for the upteenth time. And I told him, I don't want to hear it anymore. This is when I'd been living in New York for a while. I came back. I told him, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear your bullshit anymore about how they mistreated you. I grew up in the same house with you. Nobody mistreated you. Definitely not our dad. Right. <laughs> no one mistreated you. Anything that you got, you brought on yourself. Like they would let me drive their car, but they never let him drive it. Even they never let them drive their car. After I got my driver's license. I'm like, yeah, because you were a fuck up. That's, so that's he resented why. that. Oh, yeah. But he was a fuck up. Right. He was a he was a fuck up. You again, you you can't let all your children do the same shit because one of them's a fuck up. Bad shit is gonna happen. You put the car in a lake or some shit. Like, yeah, you were a fuck up, getting high in the house, you know. You what did you expect them to do? Mark got his college paid for. I didn't get my college paid for. They bought Mark a car, they didn't buy me a car. It's the way it is, man. <laughs> it's the way it is. I can't be upset about hey, he bought Mark a car and bought me a car, but he would be upset about that. One time my dad bought me tires for my car and he got mad because my dad bought me tires for the car. Yeah. Because because all of that is a test right. of who who do they love more. Right. Right. In his mind, he's evaluating it. it, right. it oh, there's a lot riding on those little decisions. Right. I'm riding around on I'm I'm in my early 20s. Anybody who's had a car in their early 20s know knows the fuck I'm talking about. I'm riding around on some shitty tires. <laughs> my dad is like, boy, if you don't get some new tires, I'll like, ah, get them when I get them. Right. And then finally he took me. He was just like, meet me at discount tires. <laughs> <laughs> bought me like a hundred yeah, discount tires. Bought me like a hundred dollars worth of tires. Yeah. You didn't get the high end shit. No, <laughs> no, just some, just some 30,000 milers. Right. You know, some shit like that, you know, just some shit you do for your kids as a parent. You got, I got a couple hundred dollars. I'm going to buy you some tires, you know? So I get home. My brother's like, 
as when I me, Troy, uh, our other cousin Terrence, and my older brother were living together in his three bedroom apartment. And he's where'd you get those tires? Like, oh, dad bought them for me. What man? Because dad bought me tires. He bought you right. tires, son. He bought you tires. Like, I guess, yeah, man. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you mad at that? You know, he's not mad at that. He's mad at some other shit. He's misplacing that anger. That's what's going on. You never do that. Never do something for me. Bullshit. Well, yeah, but it's probably a list of shit that they did for him. That yeah. One year they got me a leather jacket for Christmas. He was mad about that. So the next year they bought him a leather jacket for Christmas. Oh, that was a men's warehouse. Yeah. I happened to mention in passing that I need to get a leather jacket. You know what I need? I need a, I need a leather jacket. Right. I just have kind of mentioned that in passing. Oh, as, as Mark was saying, he was mad because uh, I remember that. So my dad coached Mark's baseball teams. And uh, he was mad because he coached Mark's baseball teams and never coached his baseball teams. Mind you, when he was playing baseball, my dad was going to school and stuff like that. Right. By the time we got around to Mark, he had time. <laughs> right. Never coached any of my teams either. That's got to be exhausting. Everything is a yeah. test. Yeah. Everything's being like used. Yeah. I've heard, like, all, I've, heard, uh, I've heard all this over the years. Yeah. So at my wedding, when he was complaining, Mark said he was a way better player. Anyway, Mark was, who, yeah. Mark who wouldn't was want to coach that kid? <laughs> Mark was good. <laughs> we were both good. We were both good baseball players. I just didn't have the I just didn't have the patience to be standing around that outfield, but we were both good baseball players. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh so we were arguing about that. He was like, Well, I'm not coming to the wedding. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. I don't need you at the wedding. Didn't come to the wedding. Then my grandmother died. That's when all we were living here the first time no the second time because i was working at e-trade when i got the call so it was after we moved back here from new york my grandmother died then i saw him at my grandmother's funeral and then i was at we haven't spoke since then did you actually speak at the funeral or just like small talk yeah, we spoke. okay he tried it he tried i'm so sorry i'm like whatever man <laughs> he was just caught up in the emotion of my grandmother being dead well, yeah, funerals, that's the thing about funerals. Like, there's a lot of people put on a little front at a funeral because that's what you do. Right. You know, the there's like a two-week grace period after a death, and then the real the real person comes back out again after Here's that. another thing that he doesn't, that, that would bother him, is at a funeral or something, like, I don't cry at stuff like that. Right. At least I didn't cry at my grandmother's funeral. And I'm not even saying that that it doesn't make me better or anything like that. It just, I had prepared my mind living up here. Like, all right, I'm going to get this call one day and it's going to be what it is. And, you know, so mm -hmm. I'd already kind of gone through everything in my head in his mind. He's not mad at me because he's crying and I'm not crying. Does that make sense? Well, it doesn't make any sense, but just. <laughs> Everything's a competition. It seems right. like, and he's, he's, he's got to keep score every time. He's mad at me because he's crying and I'm not crying. I'm like, I'm not. It's not that I don't miss my grandma. I miss my grandma a great deal, but. Right. I was just prepared in my mind, I guess. I don't even want to say I was prepared. I just, I don't know. But in but, his mind, I'm not crying. He's Therefore, he's crying. So he's mad at me because I'm not crying. Right. 
Which doesn't make any sense, but make any sense. you represent you it's represent something to him that he sort of uh, puts all his negative feelings into, right? No matter what. So that's that's the sentence in a nutshell, Andy. I represent something for him to put all his negative feelings into, right? So why would I associate myself with that? Well, yeah, it's it's because it's he's all... your family, silly. Thank you. Thank you, Rod. You know how many times <laughs> somebody has said that. Did you? And yes, you're right. His issues are with his father. I mean, he used to beat up our mother horribly, mm. <laughs> horribly, <laughs> you know. To me, it's like the, what he's dealing with is called consequences of his actions. Right. Right. Like, you know, yeah, shit happened to him and he did shit to other people. And that's a classic thing that happens. And you got to Whatever you got to do to get help for yourself, you got to do that. And if you don't, it's just going to be that repeating itself over and over until you've done enough damage mm -hmm. to people around you that now there are consequences for the damage you've done. Right. And those people learn to live without you. You put you keep you push people away for years and then they learn to live without you. And then you're like, how can you live without me? It's like fucking I taught myself not to have you around. So. And by the way, it's not like I'm not angry. I am angry. But right. that's okay. I don't need to. You gotta release all that anger. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. But also, there are plenty of stories out there where people have had fractured relationships in their families, and then they get a little older, and somehow that gap closes. Yeah. You know, not not through necessarily not yeah. through even like a conscious like let's patch it up, but people just get closer somehow. You know, that some a death in the family brings them closer, or something else in the family brings them closer. So. It can happen organically too. Yeah. And it's been known to with people who you would never expect to to sort of uh, repair their relationship. So I guess it's possible. But it it requires both sides to be willing. And like I said, if someone has forfeited their having you in their life, then that's you know, that's it. Yeah. That's that's the consequence of his actions. You know. And that's pretty much so, you know, you don't come to the wedding. That's fine. My father-in-law's brother didn't come to the wedding, you know. Right. He has issues with his brother and my wife's aunt, uncle. Is one of the issues. That uh, yeah, that's black. That's that's actually true. Yeah, that happened at. Um, didn't quite happen the way you're thinking about it. I think Mark was about one or two at the time. And uh, he was a teenager and he tried to bow up at my dad at uh that's the only time my dad got physical with him. He tried to bow up at my dad at we were in Germany at the people at, at the pizza place across the hall. And my dad put them things on him. He peed himself. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, Isn't that that's a classic move though, the teenage son like he yeah. tries to take on his father. Well, well, he came with the you're not my dad move. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's I mean that's the ace in the hole. That's yeah, he's been waiting dad, to play that card. Yeah, my dad when my dad was like, Oh, you're you know, you're right, I'm not your father. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, he wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Try these bees out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> Try these bees out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess it's 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 you can see where your mother's coming from too. I mean, that's her kid. And uh well, yeah, I don't blame her. You know, you do, you do what you have to do. Just what do you expect me to do? That's that's what is asked of. It's like, what right. do you expect me to do now? Because you keep saying you want 
I just want all my family to be together. Well, <laughs> well, that's not my, I wouldn't my choice. So be together and happy, not yeah. just together. She doesn't want you all right. together and angry. Well, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't make her happy. What is it that you want me to do? I didn't mean to take the podcast on this route. Um, anyway, I, either way, Peter. Your show, buddy. I was just asking Mark how what how it went. That's this probably thing. what people. This is what people probably want to hear behind the paywall. Yeah, the mess. Yeah, people like people like the <laughs> the nitty gritty sometimes. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, do they have plans for Christmas? And like, is this going to be a thing now where he's going to be around? I don't know. According to them, as Mark was saying, because Mark said he talked to her and she said she's not going to spring it on me. Okay. My dad, my dad got on after I calmed his ass. I'm like, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. Stop, stop yelling. You know, that's her son and she needs to be with him. I'm like, okay. But, um, what is it again? What is it that you guys expect me to do with this? We don't expect nothing from you. I'm like, that's not true. Cause mom just said what she expects, right. <laughs> at least what she wants. So tell the well, truth. Well, yeah, what she wants is different. What is it that you, what is it that you expect? So y'all going to try and spring this motherfucker on me? I said, what's going to happen when the, when it's will time, you know, cause I'm, uh, I'm the executive oh, no. of their estate. I said, what's going to happen then? I said, this is where he All comes right. weaseling his way in. Cause you understand the reason why you, you place me in charge is because, you know, everything will be done fairly in three ways, put him in charge. It's not going to happen. Right. You know that. No, none of that will ever change. That is locked. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess you'll have to have some kind of contact with him if you're dealing with being the executor of a will. I mean, that's fine. It's you know, just like I guess you don't really have to have much contact with him. We're doing this three ways. Period. End of story. <laughs> well, the will might just tell you what to do. Like if you're the executor, if the will says I want this to go to this person, that you don't even make well, choices. Not after Randolph changes it. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, listen, he said what he said. That man coming out of that will. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you really don't have much say if, if if the will is specific. You're the executor is just the one who does the paperwork, you know. Well, that's assuming that Randolph ain't gonna get in there and change it. Yeah. And <laughs> you keep I mean, thinking it, you keep thinking it. I mean, yeah. it's well known that I'm the type that will change something. Come on now. You right. See how listen, he said he ain't forgiving him. So he's coming <laughs> out that will. Uh, I hope you don't think you get no good suits or no shit. All the leather jackets go to him. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> it's just 15 leather jackets. He yep. gonna give him his dad boxing gloves and shit. Remember these? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to have, have yeah. these. He said he wanted to get you these hands in the afterlife. He actually said in the will that this was <laughs> his best memory of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> the time you was talking that shit. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah well it's an ongoing story that's fine you know well christmas is coming up so you got that look forward to well that's what i said i said i'm not trying to be up in this house and then here he come i'm not are you going there for christmas i'm not doing it. yeah we always go there oh yeah it might be a weird thing where they he shows Stay up unannounced my... Stay at my in-laws. My in-laws only live 20 minutes away from my parents. Yeah. You're going to show up with boxing gloves and a mouthpiece just in case. 
They'd be like, oh, we got a little surprise. But then I started putting his mouthpiece in. <laughs> yeah, bring him on in. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, it wouldn't be good. Right. It wouldn't be good at all. So Amy was on me the other day, yesterday. She was like, You talked to your parents? Yet? So I'm not calling them. And she was like, uh, later on in the afternoon, she was like, You you talk to your parents? Call your parents. I said, You need to stop asking me that. And she stopped asking me. <laughs> The reason why I didn't call them was because what is the conversation we're going to have? You understand what I'm saying? Hey, how did Thanksgiving go? I don't. Yeah. How you guys, hey, how'd you guys enjoy that's your. That's the only conversation to have. And I don't want to have that conversation. Do you have, do you have turkey? Do you have, how was the turkey? <laughs> did, did anyone make a pie? What kind of pie? Oh, it's good. That sounds good. Yeah. 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 No, we had the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. We had. Spatchcocked a bird. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. It's <laughs> yeah, like small you know, talk. I'm not. You know where the conversation going? I don't want the conversation to go that way. So I'll talk to him when I talk to him. <laughs> I talk to my parents all the time. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, some people, by the way, it's not just him. Like, I don't want to talk to my sister-in-law. I definitely want to talk to her. Um, I guess I'll talk to her son. He's fine. But other than that, I don't want to talk to nobody in that family. Mm. (laughs) This is what it's like when you have, uh, when you have MAGA people in your family, you know? Yeah. Awkward Thanksgivings. It's, It's weird that they still want to talk to you. That's weird. That's the weird part, right? I don't think they want to talk to me. Oh, okay. I they don't wanna... know if they do or if they don't. I don't believe. Well, it's always weird because, like, it's always the the it's those people that be like, yeah, we should all do Christmas together. It's like I don't know. It seemed like from the way everything is set up on your side, yeah. you shouldn't want this as much as I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, I think that is maybe just they just want to do what your mother wants. Yeah, like why am of... I the asshole for saying it out loud? What right. y'all have obviously lived, <laughs> like, like y'all <laughs> live these raps. I'm just acknowledging that we shouldn't be around each other. It's like, wow, really, Randolph? Really? <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been consistent on this for a long time. <laughs> Why are y'all surprised? Yeah, I don't think... Uh... I didn't see a lot of MAGA family member kind of tweets this year. I feel like that happens every year, but not much this I year. I think people are just used to it. Yeah, mm. or they just excise certain Chief, people. You got MAGA in your family? It's like the pandemic. I think you people know? are just I think people are just I don't I don't think it's anything different. I think I you know what I'm starting to see a lot more of from people is well, I can get along with those people. You know. I can get along. I mean, we just don't talk about politics. You know? That's what they were doing before? Yeah. And so you still see that, but I'm seeing it like I heard, I heard a Skip Gates say it on Mark Maron's podcast, and he's got friends in West Virginia, and they just don't talk politics, and I can't, I can't just not be friends with them anymore. I'm like, you talking about the people who are who voted for somebody who want to take away your rights? And you're 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 cool with that, okay? Right. And that's Skip Gates. Yeah, and that's Skip Gates saying that. Shit. There's a thing about really smart people trying to, and your mom sides Keith. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing about really smart people who think that it makes them smart to see others, other sides. There's a thing about, no, I've been seeing that more and more. It's like these really, these people who are 
held out as intellectuals and really smart. Like I just see both sides and I look at both sides of an issue and that kind of shit. I'm seeing yeah. that more and more. Well, also the, if you're, if you're of a certain age, you've done that your whole life. Yeah. So you're sort of, that's your reflex is to figure out what the common ground is. I think especially the last couple of years or last probably six years, the Trump era and everything that came along with that, a lot more people these days are willing to just say, uh, no, no contact. You're out of my life, period. And that's just not how a lot of people have been throughout their mm -hmm. lives. If you're his age, you've made those deals so many times in your life. That's just normal to you, you know, and. I feel like things have changed so much the last couple of years. It's like, yeah, no more. These people get nothing from me. More people are saying that than than they used to. Yeah. And they're cutting out family members or cutting out, you know, toxic friends or whatever relationships because they're just not going to sit, sit back and say, oh, it's just a difference of opinion. Because yeah, a lot of it is more than a difference of opinion. Like It's way more than a difference. What if your opinion is horrific what if your opinion is uh yeah those people deserve to die because they're gay well but but they mean that opinion a lot <laughs> they couch that as it's a different political belief like no that's right. a moral right. problem that's, a that's moral not a political problem. problem and so and if you vote for someone like that even if you didn't believe that but you just wanted the whatever pro-life judges or the tax cut you've still had to contend with that moral problem mm-hmm it's not just a, you know, being a racist is not a political position. Yeah. It's a moral position. And so that a lot of people do kind of make that out to be just a difference in politics. And they just, they see it only on that level. And I think what's happening is a lot of people have decided, no, I'm not going to do that. Especially people who are younger. Like, I'm just going to cut off ties with that person. And people who are older are like, no, I've, I've had to sit at the table with these people my whole life. I'm conditioned to do that. And this is how it's mm -hmm. always been. Again, it's the story got to play your part in the story. And if you don't play your part, you're the problem. I don't want to be around these people. Well, what do you mean you don't want to be around them? Why would you not want to be? It's just politics. Yeah. How can you just throw somebody away for that? I'm like, it's not hard. Like, it's how do I get rid of a toxic person? Uh, <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> right. What are the politics? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big one for me is like, it's just politics. Well, let's talk about which ones they are. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like there's I'm sure there's some shit that I, oh, you this motherfucker's against jaywalking. OK, yeah. well, it's not oh, that bad. Ain't that, ain't you know that, what I mean? <laughs> this motherfucker's against uh the right for uh, police to kill me with impunity. Yeah, it's a big non-starter for me. Yeah, it's right. a little bit of a problem. <laughs> Gonna have a problem splitting the turkey with you, bro. Be real. We all have our differences, you know, six yeah. in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Let's eat. Right. <laughs> so I'll just right. put food in our mouth. So Thanks for the grub. Yay, God. <laughs> right. Like that girl on Jenna Ellis, uh, Trump's Ugh. lawyer, she she was on there talking about these people are going to hell because they don't know Christ loves because they're gay. Right. But then the next day, you know, the shooter's father is on there talking about, I'm glad my son's not getting everybody was clutching their pearls. I can't believe you said that. I'm like, what about the shit Jenna Ellis said? And she what also, that, what about that, that shit? She, she made it so broad. It wasn't even limited to gay or trans people. It was like, okay, so if you're Jewish, same thing. If you're Muslim, right. same thing. Same if you're thing. atheist, same thing. Same thing. You know, she's the one that said um, Trump's legal team was an elite strike force. Right. They just so, be saying shit. She does. <laughs> she just says all kinds of crazy shit. 
She also has, she has Botox <laughs> face too. Whatever. That's the talking. only thing about being Republican I do envy. Them motherfuckers really just be saying shit. Yeah. It don't have to make sense. It don't have to jive with what they just said or nothing. Just I'm just gonna say some shit. You know, get on TV and fucking call his uh, legal team elite strike force and everybody's gonna go, oh, okay. Let's <laughs> That's have her back next okay. week. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, she said the people killed in the nightclub that night, there's no evidence. There is no evidence that they were Christians, assuming they have not accepted the truth, affirmed Christ as the Lord of their life. They are now reaping the consequences of eternal damnation. So that's everybody who's not Christian, by the way. Right. The right kind of Christian and and the right kind of Christian. Right. The the, the non-Jesus kind, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, she she just, you know, put it out there for anyone who they're all in hell reaping the consequences of eternal damnation. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's part of the, their ire for gay people always winds up with it's against God and you're going to hell. That's what they always say. So, you know, true colors and all that stuff, but yeah, she was elite strike force. Sydney Powell was released the Kraken. Mm-hmm. That was like the same press conference. That was like just all these fucking right. nutty people took turns, you know, passing the mic, like a horrible posse cut. Yeah. Yeah. Like a that's racist proxy the, cut. <laughs> that's the true legacy of Trump. Yeah. Is they used to just believe that shit, but they didn't put anybody on stage stupid enough to say that shit. Right. Now they just say it. Like ain't yeah. no fucking ain't no fucking thoughtful bigotry over there now. Now they just out there like, uh, I think these gay people belong in hell. Yep. Yeah, the dog whistle is gone. They're like, fuck the dog whistle. We're just going to say it. Yeah, we got human. We, we got police-sized <laughs> whistles over here. We got right. referee whistles. All right, so when this guy so when this guy says, you know, I'm glad at least he's not gay, my son's not gay, everybody clutches their pearls, but I'm like, the shit she said, though. That shit. Mm. That shit. Yeah. That dude wasn't out there either. That, that interview no. was... That, he's that got years scary. of meth abuse. Uh, oh. to get to that point but neither is jenna see. ellis but she's held out as she is all there right right she still gets jobs running campaigns yeah you know same shit it's the same exact shit she's saying the same exact shit yeah the colorado shooter um his father like the first is that he was in porn and he has a past in porn yeah uh i forget what his porn name was but uh it was some crazy like dirk diggler-esque porn name Right. And then he they tracked him down, I guess, whatever trailer park he's living in. And they got him to go on camera. And uh, this is what he said. This is part of what he said. It's like a longer clip, too. There was a shooting involving you know, there were multiple people. Right. And then I thought they were on going to find it's a, a gay bar. Yeah, right. And, and, and I was like, oh, my God, is he gay? As a scare. Oh, my God, shit, is he gay? Hmm. And he's not gay. So it's like, so it's. Well, you guys had had conversations about right. that. You, you were. Oh yeah, so like, you, you, I was you adamant. Him, yeah, you were adamant that gay is gay is bad. I'm yeah. a Mormon. I'm a, a conservative Republican, and we don't do gay. We don't do yeah. gay. We don't do gay. Yeah. I can't get answers from the attorneys really, but they're saying that somebody's you know, it's involved in a gay bar or some shit. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the heck you do. We have a gay bar. Um, I don't know what's going on. Well, he's accused of going on a mass shooting at a gay bar and killing five people. Colorado's. Okay, well, 
Well, I said, shit, I'm excused to do that. I said, I'm not gay. I don't know if you say that, but I'm not gay. <laughs> I mean, this is. Yeah, Josh Berlin trending, by the way. Josh Berlin, yeah. Because yeah. like a... they look alike. Josh bit. Berlin, if things went really bad. Jesus. Um, I thought you're not gay. <laughs> I mean, said shit it. at least two times, by the way, on that on the news, and they didn't right. make it out. Yeah, because he was. That's how fucked up his diction is. He cussed <laughs> twice, and no one blanked it out because it was like, what did he say? Right. And then this this is the next clip, I guess. This, so this is the slightly more to it, I think. I praised him for violent behavior really early. I still say that it works. It's, in, it's instant. And it, I praised him for violent behavior early. I told him it works. And you'll get immediate results. And you'll always give what you want you're good at fighting. Had you taught him more tolerance, let me no. be direct. Do you think, uh, you know, it, he would have been more tolerant of gay people? Apparently. I think that my anti-gay, anti-schmatic, they call conservative writing of conservative extraordinaire. And I've been very vocal about that. It was, I support Randy Vopel for his grandpa. I love Randy Vopel. A good American help will be president someday. Um, Randy who? Uh, Randy Vopel. Oh, Randy. 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 That's a good man there. right there. That's the that's a best man. He can't man stand still. Mm -hmm. uh, it was okay to be gay. You know, so he says, well, it's, like, it's cool to be gay. It's not. It's, I think it's not cool at all. I think it's, um, my, my opinion about gays is it's just not okay. I think we should stand up against homosexuality. I praised him for. So, yeah, he can't stop. He can't stop going back to that. Right. Uh, that's the takeaway for him. This guy's not gay. Uh, the, the, yeah, just want to make sure he's not gay. Uh, uh, say I'm a gay club. Uh, shall say I'm warm. Won't do gay. He also, there's a quote where he says, "I'm sorry, I let my son down." Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, he was also. Well, you did, <laughs> and we see how you did. All right. Yeah, but I didn't let him down low enough where he's gay. <laughs> no gay. He's still he's trying to find something terrible. I bet he has terrible porn. Yeah, I, think I, I didn't even go look it up. This is uh, he was on the show Intervention years ago. This is him before. Um, Addicted to meth, porn and sex. Yep. Meth, porn and sex. But not gay. <laughs> but not gay. <laughs> um, after injecting meth, Aaron masturbates for 10 to 12 hours a day, says the show intervention. Oh, shit. He's trying to get the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> uh, Aaron was a mixed martial arts champion. Well, there's a conservative thing. Uh, mm. But at the height of his career, he started working in adult films through the yeah, porn scene. Those go together. <laughs> also, mixed martial arts champion is kind of like being a king yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna need to know. Yeah, what what organization was he fighting under? <laughs> right, like this right. shit getting a little. Everybody can't be the champ. Yeah, backyard wrestling. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right, motherfucker fought three of his friends in a garage and was like, "Yep, champ." Um, he through the porn scene, he was in, introduced to crystal meth. Well, that's how that goes. Mm. His daily habit took over and he lost both his film and fighting careers. He now spends his days using drugs and watching porn for hours on end. And his wife is at the end of her rope. He's got, he had a wife too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the father of the shooter or the mother of the shooter. Cause she had her own criminal history too. Like mm. the shooter was raised by a grandparent. Mostly his parents were out of his life. Age thirties, <laughs> just the whole decade. I don't want to yeah. give my, my full age away. It's, you well, know, you don't so. want to say how old you are when you're living in the industry, man. Might nah, start getting typecast. Not. 
Yeah, showbiz, you know, you gotta, gotta, gotta make sure you're He's still trying to be in something. He wants to be a DILF, not a GILF. <laughs> a dealer I'd like to fuck. Um, <laughs> he was also on divorce court. He was poking around Hollywood, pardon the pun, trying to get jobs for probably a few years. Her and I had our arrangement. What was your arrangement? I mean, I hate to it f- was him taking my credit card. She, by the way, the host. The host of Divorce Court looks exactly the same. He looks as he looks now. <laughs> he looks way different. <laughs> Who's this she, black woman co-host? Uh, black woman he's supposed to be getting divorced from. Guess that's the wife? That Aaron can't be Vanessa. Real, right? um, Two former adult stars, Vanessa Brink. All right, let me write that down. Oh, okay. So, they, so they met through work. Workplace relationships. <laughs> they don't have an HR department in porn. I'm researching now. <laughs> A little research on Vanessa. I guess in porn, it's all it's all workplace romance. There's no way around that shit. He groped yeah. me at work. Well, yeah, you were in a scene together. It would be weird to go to HR like this guy is being a little inappropriate in the porn scene. Okay, he made inappropriate comments. Okay, so he said some things that I do not agree with. <laughs> no, that's not her. What did he say? Uh, what are you doing after this? <laughs> Very right. inappropriate. What's your real last name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, baby, what you got on? And I said, sir. He said, do you have any extra prepared. meth? Like, I'm not going to give him my meth. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to have our own meth here. And stealing $300 every time you wanted to go use crystal meth. When you're an addict, you're a problem. You're an all-day, every-day, 24-7, all-consuming difficulty. You pummeled her. It's just like beating. She's the judge who gives rules on the law and life. This is a commercial for She's this episode. She's intense with common sense. She's Judge Lynn Toller. i never seen Judge Lynn Toller. Divorce mm-hmm. Court, where real couples deal with real life. Okay, so his name is Brink. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, and here. Aaron Brink. I love how every... Second wife... I love how every judge show they have to have that like monologue before they sentence you. Right. <laughs> you are a problem. And when <laughs> someone is an addict, they are a problem 24-7 a day. <laughs> I've seen this before. You think you're special? Right. I say good day, sir. I award you no money in the divorce. <laughs> the adult entertainment industry, but their marriage was anything but glitz and glamour. Aaron admits his addiction to drugs was the downfall of his four-year marriage. And Vanessa says his lies, theft, and drug use were enough for her to file for divorce. He broke our marriage. He's a drug addict, a liar, and a thief. And She's Latin. She look black to me. I she look black, but then she lies and Can she's being like <laughs> Latin chicks with white dicks or whatever, too. Right. right. Vanessa Brink, a.k.a. Cassandra Cruz. All right, we're getting closer. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> Cassandra Cruz. All right, huh? All right, we're getting closer. <laughs> Took me a little while. <laughs> Let's see that now. Cassandra Cruz. So... This guy, I mean, this oh, guy. Oh, yeah, she did the white, the whitest of white porn. Okay. She she doesn't seem like she got a lot of the black circles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. She's only 40. I wonder if the well, here's, was... here's one, Rod. Black man pleases a chocolate hottie at home. Oh, okay. So she did one brother. There one. you go. Congrats to her. You love to see it. Oh, now here's another one. Latina 
Latina gang banged in a public porn shop. So now she's okay. Latina. Well, she's got range. Yeah, see, that's what that's I all. think. She that's what I was saying, right now. She seemed mm-hmm. like she get she get <laughs> no she fun. Where she she get it in. on both ends. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's in where she fits in. She you know, it's that thing in porn where it's like I'm black enough to do the black porn. I'm exotic enough to do the exotic porn. I'll be your motherfucking Indian woman, whatever yep, the check is. <laughs> what y'all need me on? Curry cream pies today. All right, let's go ahead and get this over with. <laughs> So I guess uh, I mean he's no longer active in porn for sure. That'd be yeah, a weird yeah. ass fucking porn. Although maybe he's gonna make a comeback. <laughs> Blacked out. Yeah. Meth. 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 Dot Oh man, you guys gotta check out meth porn. It's the craziest thing. Man. This shit is so crazy. <laughs> These motherfuckers do meth and then they. Have sex. The the tapes be 12 hours. You can't finish it. (laughs) It's just one long scene. It's one long scene. Eight of the hours is just them rambling in a manifesto. (laughs) And then two hours is them cleaning the bathroom with a fucking toothbrush. They talk about God for a little while and then they move on. They have sex for like three minutes. It's the craziest shit you ever seen. (laughs) Meth.com. Every time they have sex, he looks at the camera. like, I'm not gay. Look. Yeah. Look. (laughs) Look at this. I'm not gay. The before and after interviews are four hours apiece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a conservative Republican. Now turn over. Brother Mark said there's a, there's a crack or a porn site. Of course there is. There's every every porn site you can imagine exists. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can think of that don't exist. Yeah. Nothing. They probably, type, it, type that shit in. You'll the see. The crack or porn site, it, it was it was a bad idea. It didn't last long because they sold the camera. Uh, after like three scenes, yeah. <laughs> first, first, the lights went. That was the first yeah, thing. Yeah, right. he'd seen do without he'd, the lights. He'd seen progressively less shit was in the room. <laughs> Didn't there used to be a end table there? You just, watch you just see the glow of the crack pipe. That's yeah. Just, just get this over with. Lit by the glow of crack pipes. <laughs> we can't afford to keep paying this motherfucking. Website fee and the crack. <laughs> right. a bad idea. Something's got to give. Man, you watch crack porn. You just you just get off on desperation. It's nothing sexy <laughs> about crack. Right. <laughs> I just like seeing people that need five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Who's more desperate? The guy doing it or the guy watching it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'll jack <laughs> off to somebody that just homeless that just need a ride. <laughs> Cracked.com. <laughs> <laughs> all cracked all the time. All cracked oh, all the time. Cracked. Cracked.com. Cracked. And it started it start with the uh the woman talk, doing the uh, voiceover the same way. Yep. <laughs> Jerome was a guy from up the street who used to <laughs> fix my car for $3 and some cigarettes. And then, of course, we have Cracked After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> cracked Raw. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the crackheads fucking in the regular street. <laughs> he said, "Push a T and A." There's probably some some viewer of crack porn. It's like that guy's not really on crack. I could tell it's bullshit. Yeah. He's faking it. She's faking them orgasms. <laughs> That's not how it really happened. She's faking those seizures. <laughs> She's not really having a crack seizure. <laughs> You can tell, oh, man. Cracked.com. <laughs> Cracked. 
but only the best in crack and only the best in crack cocaine pornography crack.com yeah everyone at crack.com is like i'm not gay either when i'm sober i bought a vcr (laughs) from tyrone and i said tyrone why don't you come in and help me set this vcr up I don't know how to set up. I know the takedown part. <laughs> <laughs> they have a sex. They have a sex. You like that's a nice TV. <laughs> how much you think you can get for that on the open market? <laughs> Who oh. shoes are them? Then your husband's shoes. Where your husband at? <laughs> those things look comfortable. Let me let me try those on real quick. Try those There's on. never no sex on crack.com. It's just people negotiations though. <laughs> just a lot, a lot of sex just, because they can't of, it ends with can't. him going it ends with him going into the pawn shop here's yeah. my happy ending going in and walking to the door to the pawn shop <laughs> how do you think that microwave is <laughs> how much you think that microwave weigh that's that's the money shot is literally them getting money yeah 10 20 Ooh, i'm gonna be high all night long <laughs> crack.com crack.com <laughs> today's episode contains no sexual content crack yeah that's what i want to do i want to start a porn website that has no sex on it because it's all the times that they don't have sex you know <laughs> it's like the bang bus but when nobody when the woman's like hell no I'm not fucking you in the back of a stranger's van. Just Let me out. <laughs> I'll just put that up. Like, guys, it didn't work out this week. But we, <laughs> for posterity's sake, you know, we like the show. They're not all hits. Some of them misses. It's like bang. <laughs> the bang bus just stops at a rest stop and they're all at Arby's. Yeah. Just in line. Like. It's just the interview. So uh, when'd you get them titties? <laughs> I was uh, 23. Okay, cool, cool. What you didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they have this one <laughs> this one site it, well I don't know if they still have it but it was called Black Ambush where they bring it's a regular person show up, a white person shows up for a porn shoot and then they surprise them that the male oh, talent black is ambush, black yeah. Yeah. yeah what they should just have episodes of that where they where the woman was racist <laughs> like where she was like oh no actually I'm, I'm i am racist and i don't want to have sex with a black man all right well that's our show for today guys sorry i know you pay every month for this but uh, uh the bitches be racist sometimes all right john sometimes they don't sign that release you know <laughs> they read they read over it and they're like i don't want to be part of this this is the male talent tyreek oh, okay you're just gonna get your person leave all right well that was today's episode of black there is a there is a pawn shop Porn stuff, porn stuff, where the girl goes in to do a deal on the porn and on the on the pawn. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's simple. That's a simple. Yeah. Oh, and instead of money, he gives her right. sex. That's a simple. Yeah, it's not. He's like, I don't want this. Uh, he has a southern accent for some reason. By the really? way, yeah, of course. I don't, I don't, I don't can't use this VCR, but uh, you know, come on to the back, we can work something out. You know, <laughs> how bad you want this twenty dollars? Right. And it's always weird because it's like a porn star you recognize. So then it's like, I don't think this is real. <laughs> Why'd y'all even rent out this porn space? This pawn shop is. <laughs> yeah, you see that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if, so you telling me Mia Khalifa shops at the porn, at the pawn shop. Right. right. <laughs> she, she, needs a, she needs a few extra bucks right now. 
she got to sell a flute, but <laughs> she'll go in the back and suck your dick. Okay. Absolutely, she will. She ain't And not like alone. begrudgingly either. Like full throated porn star sex in the back. It's not <laughs> like, it's not desperate. I need $25 sex. This is, this is elite porn star, multiple cameras sex right. that's going on in the back. I'm starting to see through the illusion, everybody. That's the funniest thing about porn to me is when they set up scenarios. Oh, yeah. They got to gotta sell a movie. Yeah, but it's just which porn not, stars. Which They're just going to have porn star sex. Yeah, which is not needed at all. <laughs> you don't need a scenario. Like, they, like they, there's Thanksgiving porn every year. You know what I mean? Like, that somewhere on a the calendar, they're marking down, like, we got to start setting up the scenes for Thanksgiving, man. And Christmas <laughs> is around the corner. We got to do... Uh, my 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 family pies Christmas or whatever the fuck, like that. Like they write a script and everything. Do people get paid for that? Because that's crazy. Yeah, they just come up with a Christmas plot instead of like uh, instead of the normal plot, whatever that yeah. plot might be. I got you. Uh, I forgot to get you a gift, but I got this dick. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got a gift for you underneath this Santa hat. <laughs> hey, step sis. And we're gonna keep saying that the whole time we have sex, Step by the way. Sis, yeah. Not our names. Hey, sis. Not, <laughs> not a nickname, just full-throated stepsis, stepbrother, hey, you know, sis. as people do. Okay, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not my real brother, you're like my stepbrother, but just for legal purposes. Right. We're not blood related. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be gross. <laughs> that would be too far. Anyway, let's have porn star sex. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> hey, I forgot to stuff your stocking this year. Yeah, exactly. I got something else for you, though, to stuff with. I'll tell oh, you what shit. I want to stuff in this sack. That what? that radio player over there. How much you think we can get on that for, at the pawn shop? I'm trying to do a three-for-one scene. I want to do... <laughs> Step brother, then we can do the pawn thing, and then we can do crack.com because I need fifteen dollars. Hey, it's me, Santa Claus. I'm looking for some milf and cookies. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Santa. Maybe on maybe on Bell called Stephen A. Smith Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, I huh? saw a couple people doing that with him. Yeah. It would help if they didn't say that kind of shit for like Kyrie one week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to get a brother some credit, but then I'm like, y'all gonna fuck this up in a week because he gonna say something that makes sense, and y'all gonna be like, this coon. Yeah, talking about Kanye need to watch what he's saying. See, brother, that's why we don't need you on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he he was good that day. Call balls and strikes, everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell out here shooting shooting shots at people. That's hilarious, ain't it? I don't blame him though. Stephen A was wild in that last clip. I mean, it is what it is, man. Is it's, anybody it's totally in line he with his shit. Right around on the plane with him. That's what yeah. It. It's totally in line with Stephen A's shit, but the way he put the clip on the on Twitter like he was doing something, that's when I was like, brother, you went, it went too far. You should have kept that on the TV. <laughs> so the story is Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner. A picture emerged. There was an article in the Washington Post from well, the article is the article is about the lack of black coaches in the NFL. The Post did a deep dive, which doesn't need to be done at this point, but okay. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> we a picture it. emerged from 1957, <laughs> okay. I think. Jerry Jones was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Right. 
and uh there was he was in arkansas that's where he's from and there was this effort to integrate the high school and i think six black kids were gonna come to the school and then when they showed up same time at the little rock nine was going through what they went through right when they showed up um yeah greg said maybe 55 or 54 yeah i think he was born in 1932 mm-hmm. so he would have been 14 or 15 i think 56 57 because he's 80 now so anyway um there's a picture of the white kids blocking the door basically yep, and yep. in that picture is uh young jerry jones right um so anyway that picture resurfaced and Jerry Jones, then they, they asked him and he kind of just brushed it off a little bit. Like, I don't, ah, it's a long time ago. You know, we've all moved past that, et cetera, et cetera. So people started dragging Jerry Jones, which was not to the liking of, of Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith. And there's like a longer clip to it. The, the, the full clip is like 10 plus minutes long, but Stephen A. Smith himself posted a two minute and 40 second clip. Yeah. Cause he didn't appreciate what was being done to to jerry jones yeah because he went on of course all the debate shows this is like exactly the type of shit they want to sink their teeth into right. these kinds of stories so Stephen a smith posted this clip from uh whatever his show is uh, talking about jerry jones take? yeah first take i'm pretty pissed off <laughs> and let me say this <clears throat> i'm pissed off but not for reasons that people would think uh, actually, those reasons I would think. No, we we, <laughs> we are, I, yeah. I thought this is where you were gonna go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pissed off, but hold on. And I'm not hiding that from anybody. Is his record perfect? No. But I'm pissed off because he doesn't deserve what just happened. He doesn't deserve it. One report, our report said he was 14 years old. Yeah. Another report said he was 15 years old. At minimum, that's 65 years ago. You're going to bring up a picture of Jerry Jones standing at this protest. No question what was happening is not something that anybody as a black person should be appreciative about. We had six students at that particular North Little Rock High School that was trying to desegregate the school no one should it be was, okay it was, it, with it nobody should be okay with that regardless of we race. understand that we get all of that we also understand what we as black people and as black folks black men have to deal with and by the way to some degree we still deal with a lot of things and we all know it mm-hmm. racism is alive and well bigotry and prejudice is alive and well we get all of that but you're gonna bring up a photo of him yeah when he was 14 15 years old 65 or 66 years ago we this is this is where cancer culture gets into the mix and what? Uh, there's the uh oh man there's the high side there's the well, see it's just cancel culture is that what it is or is it accountability is it accountability by the way i don't have a problem with the photo i don't have a problem if he was 30 35 40 years old that's different right 14 15 years old 14, 15 years old. Right. But we're going to lean on somebody when he was 14, born and raised in the South, and we're going to pick it up 66 years <laughs> later to say, you know something? Yeah. You ain't hire a black coach. I think that's pretty low. I really, really do. I think, that's, I think that part is pretty low. If he were an adult, yeah. that would be different. 
But a 14, okay, let me stop, stop that right there. Kid. My father is the same age as Jerry Jones. So the same age, the same exact age as Jerry Jones. One of 42, not 32. My That's father would have been on the other side. My father could easily be in that picture and be on the other side. So what I would ask Stephen A. Smith is, do you think that my father has forgotten all those moments? That all those things? I'll pull up the picture. That were on, that were placed upon him by people, by the Jerry Joneses of the world. Do you think he's forgotten that? So what I would want to know is, and what nobody has asked is, First of all, Jerry said he didn't know anything about what was going on. That's not true. That's, he said he went down there as like a curiosity thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a lie. Well, he's not, he didn't know, but he wanted to go see out of curiosity. But that's not true. You mean to tell me that this monumental moment was happening, that your whole community was against, and you'd had no idea that it was happening? Also, that you were just curious? I don't believe Jerry Jones. That's him right there. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe him. All those white boys in that picture knew exactly what was what was happening. They all went down there and they were all part of the hate. You don't get to not to not be well, I, I was just standing there watching. You uh, you know, I, were, you, were you part of the spitting that, that those kids endured? Because they were spit on, trust me on that one. Were you part of that? I you want to check out the vibe, Randolph. He was trying oh. to yeah, trying to see like what's going check. on here. Were you part of that? Were you part of the city? Okay, so. So you just want to observe this moment to check this out. What mark did this moment leave on you? What what did this moment do to you? This moment in history. I know what it did to the black kids. What did it do to you? What did it do to you? Also, I just bef- before we even get into that, if you look at it, I mean, look at the great. This is one photo of the event. It's not like the whole school came to this. Right. There's like. You know, 30 kids, not even 30. If you take the media out of this picture, mm-hmm. there's like maybe a classroom full of kids, mm-hmm. white kids blocking this doorway. So he's he's of a small group of this school right? Uh, who came out to this, which and, you know, Stephen A. Smith saying you can't hold someone to what they did when they were 14 or 15. I agree with that. You know, there's there's definitely there's definitely like not you can't hold it to some some standard you would hold an adult to. My thing is every moment is an opportunity potentially. And so Jerry mm-hmm. Jones had an opportunity to say, yeah, that was fucked up or that's how it was back then. I was, you know, all the adults in my life felt this way and I was following, you know, the crowd and I've obviously learned a lot, grown a lot. You can take the opportunity to kind of explain how you've grown over the years as opposed to just saying, oh, I was just kind of, I, I was curious, just walked over there and, and that's it. Like that, I think that's what bothered people is that is Jerry Jones's explanation because no one's saying that this 14 year old kid is who he was going to be his whole life but it's a good opportunity to talk about that and why didn't he take that opportunity he just kind of brushed it off uh Stephen a smith is mad because of all the hate that came toward jerry jones but it was kind of because Stephen a A knows what he's doing yeah he knows what he's doing he's he's finding a place where most people reasonably agree in that you can't hold something a 15 year old did mm-hmm. against them 60 years later or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so he's trying to make it only about that. Like Jerry Jones didn't just put new comments out where he was like, <laughs> I was just checking out the vibe, you know right, what right. I mean? Like, right. like, yeah, like, he, like Andy said, he could have easily used that 
45 seconds to be like, well, look, at that time, this is how I was in the South. These are the people that are around me. Um, I'm ashamed of that. I didn't know then, but I know now. And uh, that's why I said, what did that moment moment do to you? What did those moments do to you? Yeah, because this wasn't the only one of these moments you had in your lifetime, I'm sure. He could have easily said, you know, all the adults in my life, my teachers, my parents, clergy, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know that this this is who you take your cues from when you're 14 years old. You know you don't you're not your a full person in Alabama. Yet. Yeah, and I was in the South, and this is what it was. And yeah, I didn't understand the gravity of it because at 14, how much understanding do you have of the world? But this is how I was taught and raised. And luckily, I learned. I knew better. I learned better. And that's you just tell your story. Like if that is your story, you don't need to run from it. But and the thing is, it's probably not a story, right? No. Because you know I mean, I, I, I'm not saying the story is I don't give a fuck what happened to these kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's purposely like pursued like racism as like some goal of his. I don't think it's you know that cut and dry. But I, I definitely feel like he's a dude that doesn't see the benefit in talking about racial issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at how he did uh, his players when it was time to take a knee. Right. Well, Stephen talked about that. According to Stephen, it was just about business. This is just going to affect our business, and we can't have our business being affected. To that, I would say, well, there are some things greater than business in this life. There's well, he went out there and took money. a knee once. Well, well, that was about business. That was about impacting the business. And by the way, at that moment, that's when I knew that taking the knee had jumped the shark when Jerry jumped. Oh yeah, I did too. I but like, it's yeah, it's now. just. But 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 the point being, like, you, you did go out there and take a knee, so you thought symbolism symbolism meant something. Whether business or not, you thought it meant something. And uh, the Kaepernick shit was business, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you thought that meant something for when they shouldn't take a knee. You know, his original quote to The Washington Post was the one where he said, he said, I don't know that I or anybody anticipated or had a background of knowing what was involved. It was more of a curious thing that he went over. You to knew, OK, OK, that's what I'm talking about. That's a lie. Well, then he that's had a, more quotes later. So that's a lie. <laughs> Then he came back and said, um, I didn't know at the time the monumental event that was going on, and I'm sure glad that we're a long way from that. I am. I am. That would remind me just to continue to do everything we can to not have those kinds of things happen again. So that was, I guess, on second thought. That's kind of how he phrased it. I didn't I know at the said time. That from the get go. If that's how you truly felt, that's what came out. I'm a I'm a. You know, how how is it? How have you responded? What have you done over the years? Now, what you'll what will be said is, well, you know, he's paid a lot of black people. I'm like, really? Where where the workforce is is majority black? He's paid a lot of black people. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's what the workforce is. He doesn't have any choice. Right. And he, and what he pays them is market value, because if he could pay them less, he would. He doesn't give them that amount of money because he's out of the goodness of his heart. He gives it to him because that's what market value dictates that he gives to them. That's all. Uh, here, there's actually a video of him talking, I guess. Yeah, that was, um, uh, gosh, uh, 60, 60. And that's what they're going to lean on. That was a long time ago. Curious kid. Uh, I didn't know at the time the uh, monumental uh, 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 event really that was that was going on and uh, uh, I'm sure glad that uh, uh, we're a long way from that I am and um, uh, we just uh, 
well, that would remind me just to uh, continue to do everything we can uh, to uh, uh, not have those kinds of things happen. Any regrets of just being in the photo, being there at all? What? Any regrets on being in the photo, being there at all? Well, I didn't. I wouldn't uh, have just dug that up for right. sure. Right. I mean, seriously. But uh, uh, that was curiously. Uh, uh, I got criticized because I was more interested in how I was going to be punished by my coaches and everybody for uh, being out front. But nobody there had any idea, frankly, what was uh, going to take place. Well, some people that's did. Lie. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. I can think that's of several lie. of the kids in that that definitely had an idea what was going to happen. Yeah, it was about, yeah. about uh, a few kids that, that kind of knew what was going and, on. And uh, probably the security that they had to escort them in had some ideas. Yeah, considering that the the schools right down the road were having federal troops come in. Right. Yeah. Um, lost that link. They're, so, you know, like that's, but that always happens. Like nobody knew. Well, some people knew. Yeah, you know, clearly some people uh was that the, the rest of the clip from TMZ? Yeah, I, I lost the uh, the link. I'm trying oh, to damn. find that article okay. again. Oh, it was this one. It was the USA Today clip. Hold on. That's wild. Nobody knew what Nobody was going to happen. We were just... Nobody? It's kind of like when people I, talk I, about... Honestly, before I left the house, I called. I said, who all going to be there? And uh, <laughs> they said, you know, just some, some friends. It was back in the days when you would have to call the operator. Yeah. And tell, ask the operator who all going to be there. I said, can you put uh, the KKK on the phone? I just want to know <laughs> if they're going to be out there. I'm just doing a vibe check. Yeah, so for my coaches. I don't want to get in trouble with the coaches. One of my coaches, he was on the team. Uh, he was also in the KKK. So I asked him, what did you think? Idea, <laughs> frankly, what was uh, going to take place. Uh, you didn't, uh, we, we didn't have all the last 70 years of reference and all the things that were going. And so uh, you, you didn't have a reference point there. Uh, still, uh, uh, I've got a habit. Of st- I mean, I feel like the 70 years preceding that moment were a better reference point. All I maybe. know is my father is the same age as him. Right. And he has a completely different view of that of that time period. Well, they do All this I a lot. Know is Skip Gates can have dinner with his West Virginia friends. And I yep. think Stephen A. Smith should be able to have Dinner with Jerry Jones. Jerry Stephen A should be able to fly on my <laughs> helicopter. I, mm-hmm. I let him on my helicopter. I, you know, he definitely called Stephen A and private, privately said thank you. Of course <laughs> right. He did. Of course he did. Right place at the wrong time. And Bart Scott, by the did, way. Did you that's get, what I said. That's what I told you on the chat yesterday. Y'all gonna let Acho sit out here and be the voice of reason on this? That's, <laughs> that's oh, did Acho did Acho have uh, he took Jerry Jones a task on this one? As much a as a little he bit could. more than Stephen A. Yeah, yeah, much as we could. Yeah. And then um Molly came in with the uh I'm just so proud of you guys. Listen, if, if you guys had gone the other way with this, it would have been it would have been completely understandable. But I'm so happy that you guys showed Jerry Grace. I'm like, I'm so tired of people saying that bullshit. Right. I'm so tired of that. I sure did. Right. What, 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 what was the punishment? Well, it, uh, it you know, I was uh, a young sophomore trying to make the team, and uh, uh, they kicked my ass. Jerry, Jerry, it came- he got in trouble by the coaches for going to that protest or whatever. Came out the Little Rock situation uh, at, at Little Rock Central, though, right? Uh, that photo and that incident. Excuse me. That incident came out the, the situation at Little Rock Central. 
Uh, well, that was North Little Rock, right. which was literally just two or three miles away. It was it the same day as Little Rock Central? It came a, a as different I recall, day. As I recall, it uh, was certainly in proximity with it. Um, those were certainly uh, uh, the issues that uh, were going on, but uh, did not have the uh, uh, structure or the. Uh, no one asked you. What impact did that moment have on you? Having you standing there because that was not exactly a welcoming committee that day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I guess there's more. I guess we don't know if maybe they asked him some other things, care. but it doesn't matter. Is everybody's going to make excuses for the man, including black people, including Stephen A. Smith, because that's what Stephen A. Smith does, and um. Black people that play for him are going to make excuses for him. I'm sure Michael Irvin has already made excuses for him. Everybody in the NFL is going to make excuses. That's what, that's what we do. When it comes to race, we make excuses for people first. Look, that's the first I thing. know Jerry Jones. Yeah. That's the first thing you do is you make an excuse for him. I don't be surprised if I see everybody make excuses. I've seen a lot of black people on his ass in the NFL and in the journalist space. Um, I think I you will have some people that will make excuses. You know, I haven't. All I've seen is people making excuses. So, like Jamel Hill, you ain't see her tweets, bro. Well, Jamel is a different. That's a different. She animal. In the space, baby, you that's can't a, take it away from her because you don't like that's it. A, that's a different animal. <laughs> um, the, at least the, the black people I know that cover sports are in his ass. You know, Eton Thomas was in his ass. Yeah, like they've been on him, like they've been on him on Twitter hard. That's why Steve and Stephen A caught it too. That's yeah. why put Stephen that stupid shit out, and every black journalist was motherfucking lining up like like that airplane scene, whatever, smacking <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, why did you do this? That's why Stephen A brought up cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, because cancel well, culture is Bart the internet. Scott brought up cancel culture too. Is like, well, they're just trying to. This is the chem. Like, there's nothing to do with that. Yeah, I just why did you do that? And 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 like the thing that's brilliant about what Stephen A said I saw is you, you put, put that up. Yeah, if you put it on paper without watching the video, most people would be like, "Okay, yeah, that's not that bad." Like the dude was fifteen, made a mistake. Y'all are right. Cancel culture could get out of control. Uh, they bring up fifteen-year-old people's tweets on the day they get drafted and shit. Like, remember when you said this when you was thirteen? And right. that is kind of ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But then you watch the video. Right. And the video, the passion and the emphasis is all on like, y'all ain't going to talk about Jerry Jones. That's all it is. And, and that's all it, That's all that comes across when you see that. When you see the video versus when you see the words, the main thing you get is like when he hit the, I'm upset. But not about what y'all think I'm upset about. I'm like, <laughs> I know what the fuck you yeah, about. No, we know why you're upset. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's a, surprising no one. Yeah. <laughs> you you pick Jerry Jones side. We we yeah. know, bro. You know precisely why you're upset because you like Jerry Jones, right? You know, so and you don't have a problem with this type of racism. You just he doesn't. He's a respectability politics guy. Mm-hmm. We just that's in the past. We got to move forward, right? Like your past, as the conversation we were having earlier, your past shapes where you are today. Also, I love when he chooses the yada yada some shit because yeah. he hit the like, because, you know, racism, we know it exists. It goes on all the time and all that yada, yada, yada. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> like, I, just, I just didn't want to get in trouble with my coach. You know, yeah. like, let's go. Let's talk football. <laughs> let's talk about ball game. Like, where does racism exist right now then, Stephen? Eh? Right. Give, me, give me like five examples. 
Well, the, not with just, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not with LeBron James. Nothing that happens to LeBron James. Nothing. <laughs> hmm, we, this is a good question. Let me Brittany think. Griner, let me Brittany Griner, no racism. Yeah, nothing, nothing there. Uh, I think racism happens whenever I don't get a check. Yeah. That's fucked up. And he may have done That was racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, bro. All right, man. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to talk about racism, but not the racism you're thinking about. Yeah. Right. Talk oh about this reverse racism that's happening against my man, Jared Jones. <laughs> Y'all know I'm quite fine. As soon as he said I'm quite fine, damn, I said, why would you, why are you doing this? Because you know what you could have said, honestly, y'all know I'm quite fine of Jerry Jones, and that's why I'm going to just stay out of this one. This one, yeah. Right. And I would have been like, you know what, that's fair, Stephen A., because I, I expected you to say some coon shit, yeah. and you avoided the whole thing by just being like, that's my man, and... I don't even really want to look stupid trying to defend him right now. He'll speak for himself. I'm very fond of my father, and he doesn't. He didn't deserve what happened to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, nobody knew it was going to be like that. Yeah. yeah oh, I was out there like, oh, y'all being racist, racist. <laughs> 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 I thought we were just going to have such a good time at the door of the school. You know, and they, bring to... on a, they bring on a Bart Scott, who's yeah. If I'm if I was wondering if someone's prepared to have this conversation it'll be bart scott <laughs> like why don't you why don't you bring on howard bring howard on and let him oh that's right you don't have, I have literally anymore. <laughs> i i i only know that can't wait clip of bart scott yeah. i don't think i've ever seen that dude say anything else <laughs> and he had he had howard on his show since that conversation about about colin kaepernick howard ain't been back on that show <laughs> yep you know, and and ain't going. But like, you don't want to go ask Howard to come on and talk talk about this. I'm sure he'll have something insightful for you. Bart Scott's mm-hmm. name on Twitter. I mean, he's at Bart Scott fifty seven, but his actual name is Bart Scott hashtag Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so right. he's really riding that shit. That's the only quote I know of his. And now he and now this whatever y'all about to play because I ain't never heard this before. Yeah, he ain't, got, to, he ain't got nothing to say. He I'm trying to find okay. the clip. We actually but... need to wrap. We actually need to wrap this up, Andy. Okay, it's got... funny when the you know that's one of those things where it's like, hey Bart, you got anything to add? I'm gonna I can I'm gonna wait. I'm sorry. He to, <laughs> I, I actually I can <laughs> wait. Yeah, I can go ahead. <laughs> this time I think I can wait. He went to cancel culture. That's all. I'm gonna get a little out of character for this one, guys. But I'm gonna go ahead and uh, wait and see. I can, I can wait. We got time. (laughs) How much time we got? We got time. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You go first. (laughs) Cancel culture does suck. So I hear you, buddy. Yeah. What about accountability culture, though? We're going to talk about that one. No, right. The problem with all this is that it was such a layup for Jerry Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's not. He didn't have to go deep into his soul to search for the words. It was like, yeah, when things were fucked up back then, I got swept up in it because I was a kid. I was just a kid. And, you know, go from there. And so he's like, I didn't want to get in trouble with my coaches. As <laughs> That's I'm, not even the topic. As I'm sitting here thinking about this, we're only going to do one today. We're only okay. do one. Yeah, but we're going to we're going to roll this to about about. 30, 40 more minutes. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, as I'm I'll, I'll yeah. say Irene Kara song for next week's uh, playlist. <laughs> I was, I had it all set up, queued up. Don't worry about it. I'll get it next week. Well, we have to meet, <laughs> we have to meet, meet my wife 
in about an hour and a half. Okay. So. I what if Jerry would have went the other way and would have? No, she's working. We're to meet her for yeah. dinner. What if Jerry would have went the other way and, re- and revealed he was really racist? That would have been nice. <laughs> you know, the thing is, there's some other pictures I guess they haven't come to light where I was right in front. I was pushing, shoving. <laughs> I'd learned I learned wood from my coaches about how to be a lineman and push and I'm, shove. And- I'm surprised they found one with my mouth closed because I was definitely <laughs> spitting on him and yelling. I was open. spitting. I was yelling. <laughs> He tried to get past me with using a swim technique. I'm like, I know how to get around that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coached. My coach is the my coach said done taught me that one. I made my coaches proud. Yeah. Did you, did you guys see if there's any other pictures before I answer? <laughs> before I answer this question. <laughs> Cause that's a Y'all ain't that's got the ones with my hood up, do you? Nope. That's, okay. That's how they that that's that TMZ move where they ask you a question. <laughs> And he's like, I was just there curiously from the back. And then like two days later, they're like, oh, we got more pictures of you. Yeah, exactly. And here's the picture of you with a torch. Oh, uh, now see, it was cold that day. Yeah, it was a little chilly. I know I'm wearing short sleeves, <laughs> but that's why I felt even more cold. Uh, uh, if you see, if you got any extra pictures with my hood on, that's that's because it was that cold. I, that's what the torch was for. <laughs> right. I mean, white <laughs> people wear shorts in, in the winter, but it's still cold. <laughs> we still want torches around. Oh shit! I mean, he's six black kids coming to school. I'm like, you will not replace us on the football team. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just talking football, guys. That's all I care about. He pivots the football. It would have been so. so I was, uh, I was a uh, second string tackle that year, and I just didn't want to be replaced. Right. And I think maybe they took it the wrong way. It's like they show him that picture. It's like, hey Jerry, what do you think of this picture? He's like, well, I would see it's a good like zone setup we got up by the front door. <laughs> Now, first of all, you got to look at the the black white differential. Okay, uh, that's amazing that they were able to get that angle too. Now these guys are playing man defense at the doorway. <laughs> it's like, no, Jerry, we're actually talking about the societal impact of this. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. Boom. I was like, looks like this guy's face guarding a little bit. I don't think that's allowed. You can't do that. <laughs> Who let these cameramen on the field? I, I don't know. <laughs> Y'all got a telestrator. I could tell exactly what's wrong with this picture. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, it was me calling the place today. I had to call it way different. <laughs> but I'll tell you that they didn't get in I school. Was, as you can see, I was in a prevent defense trying to prevent them from entering the building. <laughs> I was in prevent. We were in too deep. We were in too deep zone. Cloud coverage. <laughs> you know, it's uh just, you know, we were a 4-3 team, but this is more of a 3-4 alignment in this picture. <laughs> Sometimes I like to throw that to them, switch up a little bit, just in case they they scouted us, watched film. <laughs> they were trying to get in a drop back, and I quarterback to drop back. I was in a one drop, because uh, that's the only amount of blood that's going to be in this room, okay? <laughs> it's like, right, Jerry, but what do you, what about the, the societal uh, impact of this photo? Well, the thing is, uh, you know, let's say a few of us were in a shotgun formation, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were all... We were all ready to get to get in there. Depends on what type of society you know you want. That I mean, that's really what it was all about was the societal impact of not wanting them right. in my society. Pistol formation, a little uh, sidearm delivery, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Got a little sidearm throws. They won't know what's coming. I <laughs> hear this one. This one kid. He actually made it through the door. That's what I was hoping to call off sides. But, uh, <laughs> they just let this kid back in. He just let him into school. <laughs> Clearly, all sides. Throw the flag, ref. 
<laughs> oh shit! How about them young boys? <laughs> How about them boys? How about this? he's cheering on his he's cheering on his classmates? <laughs> How about them saw, the boys? I saw somebody said something interesting. The first thing I thought is uh. I don't know who it was that was talking about this. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was somebody like Foxworth, but I don't think it was him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were like, listen, when we were trying to get all the um, the ownership together and stuff like that, they told, no, you know what? It was in the, I was actually in the article because I read the article. Mm-hmm. Dude told him, trying to get black coaches, you know, Jerry, you could be a leader on this. You could be the, if you said, I'm doing this and we as a group of owners need to do this. It would start getting done because you're a leader of the league. If you put your credibility behind this. It would start getting done. Uh, I, th- I, I agree with that. And they never did anything about it. <laughs> well, that was part of the original article was that <laughs> yeah. there are seven teams who have never had a black head coach. Yep. I didn't read the article. Uh, I, I mean, I it. there haven't I been that it. many black coaches, but I guess if you count all of them, there are seven teams that left that have never had one. I don't know if they count the commanders because they technically had an interim head coach who was black. I don't think I, they're counting head coach. I don't think I didn't, that look counts. At, I didn't look at the number of teams. They focus in on Jerry because of this. Yeah. 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 But the picture then accompanied the article. So it became like, about Jerry Jones. But the Cowboys are America's team, right? Well, he really wanted Bill Parcells and, you know, Jason Garrett was, he, he was a quarterback there and, you know, there's always reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Gave Denny Green a phone interview. Right. Now, Stephen A. did agree that was wrong. Yeah. So anything that's about stopping a black man from getting some money, that's where he's like, that could be racist. Right. But whenever it comes to just racial progress, Stephen A. is like, I don't know. Y'all asking a lot. (laughs) You know, this is our, this is making me mad, but not for the reasons. Yeah. Like no one doubts where the Roonies are on this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so the article is um well they said, and I see Reggie's talking about the black quarterback. Well, they talked about how they didn't talk about it, but the first thing I leapt in my mind was when you know they had Quincy Carr as a quarterback, but I'm like, was that a Parcells thing though? Mm. <laughs> like well, also like, like we finna have this dude be my quarterback. Also, like, even the black coach thing is kind of fraught with a lot of like double standards and shit. Cause like having a black coach don't really mean as much as retaining a black coach and that black coach being able to go on somewhere else and get a job. There's a lot of like black coaches held to a higher standard, even when they get the fucking job, even when they outperform what they were supposed to do. So it ain't real until you're Jim fossil. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Like when they like Romeo Cornell is probably a great example of a black coach that just like him and Marvin Lewis was just like, damn, Nick still got a job. Mm-hmm. okay progress because like anybody else is like well of course he still got a job he goes to the playoffs every year he's never had a losing right. record right 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 <laughs> and even with a losing record you know mike tomlin literally has never had a losing record right and, oh he's gonna get one this year i guess i'm not really paying attention yeah but and they're still talking about we need another coach like, do you understand how good you've got it? Well, they're the Rooney, so they probably been two Super Bowls and one. Shit. He's been the two Super Bowls and won one, and has never had a losing record. 
Right. Right. And honestly, and he's hamstrung well, by these choices <laughs> that, the, that the organization is put down. Well, honestly, what I don't think Mike Tomlin's a good example because. Yeah, because it's the Rooney's. That's the Rooney's. Yeah. Like, you, you can't count them. Mm-mm, they yeah. good people. Count <laughs> yeah. some of these white people that don't be caring. Yeah. Because they said, well, well, you know, they had the Rooney rule and Mike Tomlin came in and he blew the room away. I'm like, really? He came into the and before the people who the rule is named after. Right. And yeah, that's when right. the dad was alive at that point. <laughs> they be trying to count the Rooney in that motherfucking progress. Yeah. They don't, nah, they don't count. They the outliers. Yeah. This is another picture of the day uh, of the, that first picture was taken. This that crowd's back the, here. This looking like a the, very special episode of Andy Griffin. That guy on the left kind of looking over his shoulder, that dude with the striped shirt that did something to him. And that guy standing next, that guy in the middle between the two guys with the striped shirt, the white boy in the middle. Mm-hmm. That one, he did something to that kid. That's why he's looking over his shoulder. That could easily be my dad. This is the thing I don't understand. Here. How does how does Stephen A have no 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 connection uh, connection to this? That could be your father. Yeah, he's clearly saying or directing, um, you know, his energy at that kid. Yeah. And uh, that this- kid, that kid crew cut with the striped shirt that's open right there that's the kid with the cigarette in his mouth somebody said on twitter you know he grew up to be a sheriff oh yeah <laughs> yeah and then there's like a crowd back here like this was this was an event this was people they all, knew what yeah. was going on everybody white knew what was happening people knew what was going down there's media obviously they wouldn't send all these reporters if it wasn't an event to be like i didn't know what was going on. i just stumbled upon a crowd that guy in the white dude in the center with the pad is a reporter yeah, all these guys with cameras. This so guy. About, so think about this: these four boys, because there's one little. See the little one in the back, right there. They're there by themselves, no protection, no nothing. They're just there by themselves, and they got to deal with this mob. Also, neither here nor there. You notice how there were no black people that were curious that day to see what the vibe was going to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. None of us made it out just to, to check. Got to deal. They got to deal with these people. And then we got to, ju- and then we just say, well, that was a long time ago. I'm like, well, I can promise you that those four boys carried something away from that singular day alone. They carried something away from that. Right. What did Jerry Jones carry away from? You're going to tell me nothing? You're going to tell me nothing? I what think Jerry this Jones, kid here. What Jerry Jones got from that was, I need to get let one of these fellas be my quarterback. There you go. Right. I got competition. Look how fast they got in that school. Yeah. We were we were in there. We had a lot of obstacles in their way. Yeah. And they somehow made it through all that defense and get into the school and into the end zone. And uh that was the day I said I, I need to follow these boys. We could we could use a kid like you. You <laughs> think this kid with this that guy boy's great grandfather was Dak Prescott the first. That's the same kid there, I think. So he's, yeah, so. you know, these guys are like kind of hounding him throughout. Absolutely. There they are again. So, yeah, this was obviously this. Now they're at the door and the door is blocked. So, yeah, it's a monumental day. It wasn't just a kind of a whatever. See the, the guy with the shitty smile on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Yeah. The guy, this guy right here. Yeah. People were talking yeah. about him too on Twitter. This guy. That's that's. You were part of you were part of that. You don't get to not be part of that now and just say, well, I was just there watching. You don't get to not be part of that. You were part of that. You were part of that. Henry Fonda told a story 
you, you might be able to look it up, Andy. Try Henry Fonda lynching. He told a story that his father took him to a lynching. Henry Fonda's father took him to a lynching when he was a boy. The whole town lynched this person. And his father took him under the under the auspices of, I want you to see the depravity of these people. Do you mm. see this? Do you see the depravity of these people? Do you see what this is? This is what you are not to be. Now let's leave. Remember all these people here. Remember all these people around you. Remember this. I believe, uh, I'm looking at the article now, it says Henry Fonda was 14. Yeah, 14. When that happened. What did he take with him that day? He took the lessons of that. And if you, and it shows in his children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, It shows in his children. And he grew up to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, a Fonda, Nebraska-born actor Henry Fonda was 14 years old when the lynching happened. His father owned a printing plant across the street from the courthouse. He watched the riot from the second floor window as his father shot. It was the most horrendous sight I've ever seen. We locked the plant, went downstairs, and drove home in silence. My hands were wet, and there were tears in my eyes. All I could think of was that young black man dangling at the end of a rope. Um, age 14. Father wanted him to take a look at us. This is what we're not to be. This is the, was, this is the, this is the depravity of man. You don't be founder is still alive. <laughs> yeah, that was 1919. Oh, is it a yeah, Lakita saying it's a, it's a thing that's discussed in Omaha. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Whole town turned out and lynched this kid. You know. But yeah, then like you look whole... at but then you look at um Henry Fonda's children and look mm-hmm. how they turned out. You know, look at the look at the things that they've done with themselves, the activism that they've done. I don't want to I don't want to say how Jane Fonda has a black child or anything. And look at Jerry Jones. Children. She did she did a <laughs> she did adopt a, a black panther who was on the run, Jane Fonda. That's where her black daughter comes from. She adopted it. I mean, Jerry Jones at, did take a knee. Look at Jerry Jones' kids. What oh, they do. Well, yeah, all they do is <laughs> they work for Jerry Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they work for Jerry Jones. They work for Jerry Jones. There you go. So that's the thing is, how did how did this moment impact you? Am I to believe Jerry Jones never saw a lynching? Henry Fonda did. In the South, am I to believe that? And if he did, would he tell us? Do you do you all, tell y'all, Stephen y'all, y'all got pictures of it or okay then, <laughs> then, then no. I wasn't there. You probably tell Stephen A in private in the helicopter. <laughs> right. I saw this guy get lynched one time. He looked a lot like you, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen A is between you and me, all right. It was a different time. You're not recording that, are you? It's different. <laughs> it was different. It was I was nine years old. It's different. Uh, time. Adrian's asking about the Till movie. I'm not gonna go. Not bit um uh, Michael Harry broke it down best for me. It's not that I'm not against the history being told and all that, but I know the story. I don't want to, I don't need to see it. I feel like, uh, that's all I know. Roy the story. Wood Jr. had the best joke about it in his last stand up special, uh, where he said every black person should only have to go to one of those a year <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was something like, you know, like, oh, what my year? I, I took that one off. <laughs> <laughs> But now I'm 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 gonna watch it though. I think you can stream it, right? 
Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's out yet. I think it's coming to Hulu when it comes to streaming, but it might be about time for it to come out. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I watch that kind of stuff. I think it's uh, uh, it's something I can handle. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of times I like to see black people do that type of art um, rather than just, you know, complain when white people do it. I like to be like, oh, a black person got to do this shit. Good. Let me see what y'all did. Uh, so that's why. I mean, it's tough, you know, definitely tough. I watched uh, when they see us. Um, so I, I definitely get why. people. That was a tough, that was a tough one. Ooh. Yeah, but I watch them, you know, like it is what it is. That, I, that one that one tapped me out. Everybody in it was acting so strong, too. I was like, y'all and y'all going to just act really good in this, too. I'm out. Yeah, Ava <laughs> did that shit, bro. I'm out. <laughs> uh, But yeah, I, so I get it. I, the thing for me is it's just I haven't seen a lot of movies streaming, period. This year. Right. So, I mean, in the theater, I haven't seen a lot of movies in the theater, period, this year. So. A lot of stuff I've been waiting till it's streamed to go yeah. see it, uh, which I, you know, it's just it's yeah. less about the subject matter and more about just convenience. That's how I've been because I saw what kind of forever I guess was the light, and even that was like, oh Jesus Christ, y'all yeah. do me like this? <laughs> y'all gonna do me like that? This? Was good, but man, <laughs> it was sad. Y'all gonna do me like this? Yeah, and then bro. I got to hear from the Latin perspective because me and Elena were texting about it. Mm. She said she started crying when she just saw all those, all those, all the Aztec, all the Aztec art, Mayan, excuse me, all the Mayan art and stuff like mm-hmm. that made her in the way that uh, Tenok carried himself and how he was flying. And it was, it was, uh, that broke, that broke her down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I read that they will not be doing a Namor solo film. Standalone? Because Universal has the rights to the character, which was, mm. so Marvel can't do a solo film for him. Mm. So that's I think why they put so much effort into making sure it was done right in this film yeah. to give him like because like for a long stretch of this film, it's almost like his origin story. Yeah. Uh and 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 I think that's why they had to do it that way. Namor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that where y'all are going with Namor? Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, they, oh man, they thought they put it. so much thought into it, man. <laughs> I see it. Okay. That the the whole like not naming it the Atlanteans and and all that yeah. like just they really put a lot of fucking thought into this film, man. I I, I really love it. Then came Aquaman, fucking DC, man. Oh, we mm-hmm. they got we need ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need ours, Aquaman. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because like Aquaman tried to do a lot of that space opera shit underneath. I mean, sea opera, I guess. Yeah. Underneath the water, you know, a lot of that like the king and then his brother wants the crown and all this shit. And they were just like, nah, let's take some stuff from an actual culture that existed. Yeah, let's just do this simple. We'll just Mm -hmm. (laughs) do what you know. Someone already kind of wrote the notes on this. We'll Uh, just do what the culture says. Go back to the Aztecs and the Mayans, and let's let's dig up some stuff there. And it worked. We'll just do what the culture says. The the thing for me that was so cool, and I'll never get over this: the way they made the motherfucking feet move. Yeah, I I I texted that too because I heard you say that. And I was, I caught that in the theater. 
Yeah. He looked like he was walking and running on the air. Nigga, that's the corniest thing about that character in the comic book. It's like, why y'all put wings on his feet? His feet, yeah. He's supposed to be underneath the water anyway. Yeah. Like, this is a weird choice on your... This ain't got nothing... Like, <laughs> like this ain't got bird wings on his feet in the comic book. Who drew this shit? And then you see that shit in the motherfucking movie. You, I mean, I was scared as hell for them Wakandas when he was yeah. flying around on them feet. Yeah, it was hard as hell to shoot. Flying through the sky, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, and the way Ryan shot it, you know. And then I heard like the, you know, he learned to swim so he could be underneath the water. Yeah, and I think it was somebody was saying, I guess it was, uh, I guess it was our beautiful little girl in a in an interview was saying that uh, she was talking to Ruth Carter. She was looking at the costumes, watching on the. She wanted to make sure the costumes are right, so she was watching on the monitor while they were under the water to see, you know, if the shit swirls. I gotta, I gotta cut the costume like this. And she said, so you can see the people swimming. And then she sees over in the corner somebody's legs just moving really fast. She said, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. Ryan over there." Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Ryan over there in the corner swimming all hard. <laughs> I still tread water hard. I've never been able to to get. I think my my I'm also muscular dense now. That's another problem. So so it's hard. I'd be treading water. It's it's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just gotta relax. Just kind of you know. Treading water. The the scene with Shuri is the one that got Amy. That's the one that got Amy. Mm. The the after credit scene finally got me. I was like, yeah, oh, you mother, you motherfuckers. <laughs> that was when they got me too. You motherfucker. The opening credits had me a little like a little thrown. Just because it was quiet. I'm like, Jesus. It was so quiet. It was do this. On, it, for those, uh, it was only normally when Marvel does that, that first thing that opens up, it says like Marvel. And they have all these different clips from different movies and properties of just different characters as and it fills in the letters. It was only Chadwick Boseman. Right. And it was completely silent and black and purple. It was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like opening fuck. And then I think it's like the voiceover is Letitia Wright talking about the the character dying. And the character, and it's just like as she's saying it, and you're seeing Chadwick's face, it's just I was like, oh, so they really just they they started just off with a haymaker, and I made it through that, and then it kind of just turns into like a, a just a movie movie. Um, and then after the credits, they hit you back with that with that last scene, and you're like, yeah. that's when I was breaking down, like, oh god, <laughs> my man Chadwick is gone, bro. Oh my god, you know. I'm trying to, like, I heard Jason Johnson talking about how he didn't like the story, and I'm trying. I was looking for holes in the story. Mm-hmm. After you said it, I'm like, I don't really see. Too I don't many even holes really. I have avoided a lot of the story. critique of the film. What What is this? Oh, you didn't listen to JL's podcast then, or whatever he definitely not. Hell, I, no. I, I listen to it either. Why was he I love JL like a brother, but ain't no fucking way. I don't listen to him yeah. when black shit come out. That's for <laughs> white people to listen to that shit. <laughs> Let me guess. You didn't like it again? Oh, yeah. oh, I'm shocked. But uh, what was Jason Johnson saying? Did we lose Keith? Because Keith, Keith might have listened to him. Oh. <laughs> Keith, you still out there? Did we lose you? 
I think we lost Keith. He might have had to go because he might have <laughs> he might have listened to us <laughs> to jail. Yeah, I'm, I don't think Johnson I had to was saying he liked it, but he saw there was holes in the story for him. Hmm, and I was I like, I'm trying to see these holes. I don't. Yeah, I guess I had to see what he said, but I, he didn't I don't know. Like I kind of they, the way they nabbed Namor up, he didn't care for that. I was like, well, that's kind of right out of the comics, bro. And you're a comic guy. Why are you? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was on a, a panel where they were we were reviewing the film or talking about the film, and uh, that was a couple things that happened there. Like one, some of the people's immediate critiques of the film involve what white people would think yeah, and i'm so off of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that is so that is immediately if you know me you, you know that's the last that? thing on my mind did you say anything to them about that yeah well thank god my girl uh jay was there janisha and so she said it literally right before i was gonna say it okay. so i was like oh thank god who gives a shit <laughs> yeah like y'all care about this <laughs> Like, like, what will the white people learn? I'm like, who gives a fuck what they learn? <laughs> what they learn? We haven't felt that way about none of the other none of the other movies are under any obligation to teach white people anything. Like, oh, like when we watched out of Captain America Civil War, we weren't like, what will the white folks learn? Well, Adrian is saying how the Tolokan could invade Wakanda like that. They have control over water. And yeah. remember, Wakanda has a coast. We've yeah. never known how close wakanda which is the capital is to the actual water edges we've we've never really known that so and they said well they were close they established early on that um namor could infiltrate their system undetected when that nigga showed up unannounced on the shore and had that big ass um machine with him that he sat down right. without them knowing so he got and his people way, in there that too was to show you that they have the water edge because they yeah. went down to the water to sit so I'm like, yeah oh, they so they a- they definitely established like these motherfuckers could easily infiltrate yeah this joint so they are not to be fucked with yeah but so Ramondo fucked around water. and found out yeah you know they have control over the water that's why they moved inland to the to the mountains, the Jabari tribe. That's because they live in the mountains, right? High up in the mountains. I assume they have, because it's cold and their houses look open. So I assume they have some sort of thing that's keeping everything warm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, all I know is that, uh, yeah, that like I thought they established that early in the movie. Yeah, um, they have also that have straight a- from the comic. Yeah. Yeah, that's right out of the comic. It was actually worse. Here's what they left out of the comic for y'all that don't read the comics is uh, T'Challa stabbing Namor and killing him. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's now gone. (laughs) T'Challa killed Namor, kills Namor. Yeah, but he actually don't kill him till long after that invasion. Long after that, but he tells him. So maybe, so maybe, (laughs) maybe we still get it. Yeah. You know, because like they like later on in the comic, they all have to work together to stop like that's the Adrian. So where was the river tribe? That's that stealth. That's mm-hmm. the stealth we're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't like somebody was off duty. Like these yeah. niggas just was that that was that good with it. And when you think that you have a natural border, which is the water, 
that you can, if people have to travel on top of the water, or even by submarine, you know, you you can see that coming. But you talk about motherfuckers coming in on whales. <laughs> Ain't nobody yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> Wait, they were riding whales? Oh, yeah. At some points, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And nah, they wasn't no joke because they all made all better the... than anything you saw on Aquaman. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All the shit that I thought was corny yeah. in Aquaman, they made look scary and cool. Yeah. Like all they had fucking man. water grenades. Yeah. Like it's just like it seemed kind of corny. Like, oh, uh, you mean a water balloon? No, a water grenade <laughs> and it would fuck you up. <laughs> so I was, like these niggas jumped off of a whale's back and I was like, God damn, that's scary. You know how fucking big a whale is? Yeah. They would, would scare the shit out of me in real life. The whale would just go by and they would just grab onto it. So yeah. imagine like a whale with a bunch of motherfuckers just holding on to it. It was nothing towed. cute about that. Like in the car, I remember in the cartoons, Aquaman would be like, you know, like his yeah. brain would be talking to the whale and the, be like, <laughs> oh, whale, come, come do this thing. And then it just feels like a cute cartoon, but then with the real life CGI and shit, a whale jumping up next to a bridge in Chicago where it ain't supposed to be. Yeah. That's the scariest shit in the world. <laughs> they had sirens, as Rodney's saying. Yeah. You know, this shit was like, I was like, oh shit. So here's the 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 myth of the siren and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here it is. <laughs> Damn, that shit was good, fam. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. The action was really Action was so good. Raphael is watching soccer. I can tell by that expression. Yeah, he just what uh, he just, just did. <laughs> like, he's Raphael, not even listening to us right now. He ain't even listening to us. He's in that. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Yeah. He is watching soccer. Somebody almost scored. Uh, who should some, I root for in the USA versus African Iran match? Nation. <laughs> should I root for Iran over the USA in the in Oh yeah. Andy, I didn't think about that. What was your loyalties lie? I, I I don't know. I I don't like soccer. Same. Uh, there you go. One way or the other, but I like an underdog story, I guess. You know, who's the underdog in that one, though? Right. I think it's us. I don't know. I wrote a couple of things about them. Motherfuckers have gotten up early here. Um, to, like there's a there's a bar here that said we will open at the time that the games come on. So that's like right. four and five in the morning, and they're up. Mm. Yeah. Because there's expats. I used to work with a dude way back when we were on we were at CTI, me and Andy were at CTI, convention staffing. And there was a cat, an English cat, who used to get up and go. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It's, I mean, because almost every four was, years. There was a couple of English pubs down in the Lower East that used to. They used to oh, and we were there during the World Cup, weren't we? Yeah, we were there for during the World Cup. The it one was the one. Raphael know what I'm talking about. It was the one that Zidane headbutted that dude in the chest. Yeah. We I was working, back here during that I match. I was working at during that match. They had the big screen with the match. Right. On. They had the big screens on, and all the French people were downstairs and all the Italians were upstairs. And was Zidane headbutted that dude? Oh my God. I thought the roof was gonna blow off the motherfucker. <laughs> the whole upstairs was like, you think you're better than me? Motherfucker. <laughs> You want some of this? You serious right now? Yeah. New York yeah, Italians. He, yeah, he headbutted a dude. Bang! Headbutted him with the top of his head in his chest. I saw the thing about the Iranian team wasn't singing the national anthem. I guess that's a thing they do is they sing the anthem as well. Because that's not what the U.S. team does. But I guess not singing it is like a defiant act. And... uh 
Maybe they'll have to deal with that when they get home. What anthem? Their national anthem. Oh, oh man, they might die. No, there was this video of it. They they were. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Hey, baby, I got caught up with some old folks, so I'm sorry, love. Let me tell you something, man. You better support your people because they might die now. I mean, I'm that's I'm I'm just I'm kind of playing catch up at the World Cup. I just turned on my first match yesterday for like a minute. I saw USA versus uh, England. They tied. Zero yes. zero. That's and that's why Americans don't watch soccer. I ain't finna watch 90 minutes of shit to see a tie. Yeah, well, then you get you, but, but look at how look at how excited <laughs> Raphael is right now. That's your fucking <laughs> Raphael grew up with the shit. Also, I can never <laughs> tell Africans are just different, man. It's different. <laughs> also, because I'm so used to like uh shit coming down to the wire, I don't like their loose concept of time. Yeah, like it's like it's the clock is very like vibes and shit. Like, oh, don't worry, we got some bonus play too. Yeah, we gotta get some extra yeah. minutes at the also, end. Also, like like when they throw in, it's like you know, and the sports that we're used to, like the ref like puts the ball in the exact spot and you can't leave that spot and you have to. They're like they're all casual right. about throwing it in and like the refs yeah. are just like do whatever, just just get the ball back and play, man. You know, yeah, whatever. Yes, a little I'll tell too, you what I too do much. Like penalty kicks at the end when that shit comes down to penalty kicks, that's exciting. Yeah, 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 that is exciting, but it it but, don't happen all the time. Other than that, that I felt bad. But I think it was poor young little black English kid who missed a penalty kick, and the, and immediately the crowd was going after him. I'm like, they take that seriously. It's life and death. Hard, how hard that is, <laughs> you know. But his team immediately rallied around, and they were like, "Hey, man, it just it is what it is. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it is what it is." Uh, so the Iranian players ended their silent protest and then sang the anthem, I guess, at another match. Is that what's going on? Well, yeah, well, motherfuckers was like standing there with like axes and chopping blocks, like <laughs> keep fucking around. <laughs> yeah, they probably got there. They probably got a few texts about that. But keep I guess fucking with, keep fucking with us. You know, we got you. You know, we know your mama is right. You know, they, that kind of shit. <laughs> I guess they that's their thing is to sing along with it, because that's not what every team does. I'm sure that's not what our team does. For as far as I know, but maybe that's what they did. So them not singing is like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. We used to sing along with it, but then they started letting black people on the team. <laughs> uh, then the all blacks, the all blacks from New Zealand, are they in this year, Raphael? The all blacks? Do they have? Does New Zealand have a soccer team, or they only fuck with rugby? New Zealand, because they'll they'll go out and do hakas, which I always love to watch. Yeah, the All Blacks are a little bit misleading. I was very disappointed the first time I watched them. That's <laughs> it's, it's the mostly whites. Yeah, mostly whites, but they haka. They do the shit for real. Oh, they do the mostly white haka. They get out there and they do the shit. They do it everything. They do it. They, they, I saw them. They played the USA the national team the year that um, it was a cat they used to play in Chicago who had the he injured. He was injured all the time. Derek Rose. Derek Rose was on the national team that year, and uh, they were doing a haka. The na- New Zealand's national team. Derek Rose was just staring at him with like. I told you my move is to hold up a newspaper. Yeah. Act like I don't even give a shit. Just read the paper. Like it's you know. hard. To, it's hard to do that when motherfuckers are standing across from you. <laughs> oh, it would be easy singing, for me <laughs> singing and hollering. <laughs> it would be very easy for me. I would just be like, anyway, I would just be like, I'd, but I'd be reading like Family Circus. I wouldn't even give them the dignity of reading an article in front of them. I'm just, I'm reading the funnies. I'm doing the jumble. <laughs> well, 
doing a puzzle in the back. Well, it didn't yeah, matter like you're trying to intimidate me. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. National team went out there and crushed them. They're, they're you know, right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a basketball game. You we think know, you're better than me? You're gonna hawk in front of me. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not watching at all. I don't. Maybe after this shit kind of thins out in 24 more days, I'll check some of it out. But yeah, everything I've seen about the World Cup has been like uh, people trying to sneak alcohol in or people wearing rainbow gear being stopped at the door. Can't they can't get in. I haven't really seen. Yeah, much why would of the you even have it at a place like that? Like that's ridiculous. Money, baby. In the first place. I wrote a. I wrote a piece about. It. I looked. I had to wrote a piece about. It, so I looked deep into it. It's just money. It's the. <gasps> okay. It's the. Uh, it's corruption. It's FIFA. FIFA is a wholly corrupt institution. Like like the IOC, the Olympic Committee is wholly corrupted. Wholly corrupted. First of all, they fucked with Russia when no one was fucking with Russia. <laughs> you know, it's just they're corrupt. They they. The Justice Department has has sued like 50 of these people, got guilty pleas out of them for money laundering. And. Oh, um... well, snap. Uh, your 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 mic, your mic cut off. Cut off. Yeah. He see? was just talking. He just stopped mid sentence. Start talking about FIFA. You see what happens? <laughs> the man come out and get you. <laughs> Bringing up the slave cup. FIFA said word. And and then Qatar, so they they get awarded to Qatar, a desert nation. They move it. They move it from the summer to. It's supposed to happen in the summer. They move it to the winter because it's cooler there, which means ninety. Right. Uh, ah, ninety. Then they had to build a whole. If they had to build a city, not just stadiums, a city. They they call it Stadii, by the way. Stadia, sixty five hundred at. Estimated 6,500 foreign workers have they don't have the they don't have the people there to do this work. So they bring in people from more depressed countries to do this work and they treat them like dog shit. So 6,500 of them have died. 6,500 people and estimated 6,500 have died over the course of building all this shit. And so what are you doing with everybody leaves? Just what they say, though, what they say, though, is only 30 have died. Oh, that's okay. what they say. That's the official count. That's the official count. Well, only 30 have died because they started this building process like in 2010, whenever they got awarded early. Mm. Yeah. And they just, people are just dying. They did a, I remember seeing a report on it on real sports. They're out there in 125 degree because they're building in the summer. So out there, 125 degree heat. They house them in shitty, 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 terrible housing conditions. And Motherfuckers are getting sick. They hold their, they keep their passports the whole nine yards. Like you can't leave. Once you go to, you accept the job and you go and you're like, this sucks. I'm out of here. Nope. You ain't get your passport back. Oh, are you gay? By the way, are you gay? Are you gay? Because if you are, I'm cutting your head off. You know, it's right. You're not even supposed to be able to drink. You can't even drink alcohol. Nope. No. Like what crazy. the shit? Right. That's why I said it makes no sense. It makes perfect sense though. If you think about the amount of money. That has changed hands. That's the article I actually used for work, Andy. Sixty-five. This is from last year, and I think the rebuttal to the article is that they were counting by uh, comparison. They were counting all migrants uh, in any capacity rather than workers and whatever. But yeah, this is from the Guardian that said in 2021 that 6,500 migrant workers have died in Qatar since World Cup awarded, and. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of them came from like Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka. In a very, very extreme, like, like by, right com- by comparison, by countries. comparison, 
five workers died during the construction of the Empire State Building. All right, that's one building, though. I mean, I'm not making that's <laughs> by, not like several, by comparison, <laughs> several Empire State Building. Five people died during the making of the Empire State Building, <laughs> and three of them were drunk. You've seen that picture with the dude who's drinking. <laughs> on the, I actually work very, better when I'm drunk. Very famous picture. They're all sitting. They're all sitting on these high rise things, and one dude is holding a holding a little <laughs> a flick, a little flask, a little flask. Actually, I'm I'm I feel fine. <laughs> 2,000 feet up in the air. Of course, you died. Only five people died during the making of the Empire State Building. 6,500 people died during this. Estimated. In the, in the 2000s. An estimated. So it's probably more like seven, eight, nine thousand. 9,000. The margin of error is 6,000. Yeah. So it could be as low as 500. <laughs> so, I mean, this could is be 12, all. 12,000, though. This is all. I mean, the, the they have disputed it. Yeah. And then you have the gay. Then you have the, the whole gay thing. The gay thing, you know. We ain't even got to Jews. I wonder if Israel sent a team. Do they have a have a team? Thirty two, only thirty two teams qualified in the host nation. The host nation got eliminated in the first game. Right. I don't think they got eliminated as round robin, but they ain't they ain't going far. Well, they're not they're not a powerhouse though. Nope, they ain't you know. going far. Um, Cutter said the number of deaths was proportionate to the size of the migrant workforce and included many non-manual workers, adding that every life lost yeah. was a tragedy. Is it? Hmm. Is every life okay. lost a tragedy? Okay. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah. I think uh, that statement was written by Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. This <laughs> is, you know, so we've come a long way. And I, just I was just curious on. to see what the slavery looked like up close. Uh, Man. <laughs> I got a lot of trouble. Myself, five hundred people. Mainly, I want to focus on football, the that's international of, kind. That's about fifteen thousand people impacted. Sixty-five hundred people dying. It's about fifteen thousand people impacted. That's a well, lot. Of you know, they'll 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 uh, maybe have like a moment of silence at some point for all of the. I don't think they did that, Andy. All the workers. That, what? <laughs> Not gonna have that like a. I don't think that happened. I don't think. That ladies and gentlemen, boys to men. Raphael, they did they have out. a moment of silence? You've been watching. <laughs> Did they have a moment of silence? I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Please welcome three fourths of boys to men to sing. See, see here's it's the so thing, hard Raphael. To say goodbye. I've heard that. So Raphael is saying that the the whole uh, cutter criticism is tied to racism. Here's the thing about that: you can't dispute any of the actual of the actual facts of the. I've heard this, and you can't dispute it. They're a wildly homophobic country. They have wild uh, human rights violations and 6,500 people did die and they don't give a fuck about these people that died. So all those things are true. Is there racism probably involved with Qatar or Qatar? I think that's just Qatar. It's I think anti-Muslim bigotry. Is there anti I'm sure there is, but that doesn't dispute the horrific shit they've done. And I don't really need to hear because I've heard this argument, too. It's like, well, other countries do it, too. Yeah. No one's disputing that. <laughs> no one's. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have to no be either or also disputing that. No one's disputing that at all. They're horrific just as a as a unit. They're a horrific nation towards it's it's fucking. If you look, if you ain't Muslim the way they want you to be Muslim, fuck you. I'm just going right and they want they want to make that money and they, I don't I don't fault them for wanting to make money I fault them for these people dying the horrific conditions all that shit it's fucking crazy I'll just go on record as saying uh I don't like soccer 
So <laughs> it doesn't matter what race it is. I don't see color. I hate every <laughs> every nation that plays the sport as they play it. I couldn't be less interested. So that's my that's my unpopular opinion. Um, <laughs> I was saying something similar to that. Um, I did finish typing, brother. I see you typing. Qatar. Um, oh, I'll read it. He said, uh, "You coon ass nigga." I knew. Oh, that was like you said. Oh, this, Smith. <laughs> see this herb oh, right wow. here. Look at this herb. <laughs> Ralph go hard, boy. <laughs> wow, this turn left quickly. Official, cor- official African correspondent, <laughs> indeed. Is the <laughs> NFT sale in that too? What's happening? Uh, it's the uh, who was it? What's the cat that's on the podcast with uh, with Howard Bryant? Kate Fagan and the other dude. Mm, fucking, I mean, I saw I mean, I mean, was like, yeah, but another part of me just doesn't care. I'm like, well, at least you're honest, man. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, is African and he grew up playing. Playing and he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, good. Great. Great. Corruption. It happens in the world of soccer. I'm like, I guess that doesn't make it right. You know. The slavery part, or well, the, all of it, any of it. It's easy for me though, because I don't give a fuck about this sport. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm, <laughs> I'm folkiding like a motherfucker. You know, I, I will say that uh, I had some classic uh, matches on PlayStation back in the day playing FIFA. Oh, I'll play. It's okay. a great video game. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think there's a little bit of a discussion in the chat about how you pronounce Qatar or Cutter. I've heard both. I've heard both too. But I don't know what they prefer. Cutter. Cutter. Yeah. I don't know if they say cutter or Qatar. I usually like to go to the people who who speak that language. I do think if America beats fumbling around. If America beats Iran, I think I'll pretend to to like soccer for as care. long as they're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my American it, paraphernalia I have around here somewhere. Yeah, when America not these, in it, I don't care. I'm not any of these lie. nations will run through us though. They should be able to, except for Cutter. And that's, that's why I would Cinderella story. I would enjoy the you know two days of whatever the fuck, however long we get to be in it. <laughs> you gotta get it in while you can because we ain't good. Through us. There's no U after the Q, so Qatar or Cartar? Cartar. How do you say it, Raphael? Q A T A R, right? It's just Q A T A R. So it's I'm a a Raphael though. The white man is trying to bring down Qatar. I believe that, but it's too late. It's the same thing they did to our good brother Kyrie Irving, and the same thing they did to Kanye West. A black man can't stand up and say nothing in America without the white man getting upset. Brother, I'm with you. I'm looking at Wikipedia. The U.S. pronunciation is more cutter. And then U.K. and U.S. both also say Qatar. Mm. So I but can I get the Arabic pronunciation, Wikipedia? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> What's the Arabic pronunciation? <laughs> it's probably got one of them in it. Yeah. Qatar. They, can't, they can't write it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they, don't, they don't have English uh, no. symbols. We got to say this for you. We can't yeah. write this. Shit. OK, here we go. Hold on, brother. Oh, Raphael, okay. Oh, the Formula One. Hey, man, I ain't happy about Formula One either. But I'm not. I'm not happy about that shit. Nobody talks about who built the arena, Formula One in Bahrain. Actually, Bahrain, I can say by the way, Bahrain. Yeah, <laughs> that one I do know how to say. I don't think that's how Raphael's saying it. You got to read it like <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> hold on, hold on now, brother. <laughs> hold on, brother. 
The F1 happened last week in Dubai. Nobody talks about who built the arena. F1 in Bahrain. I lived in that area for a few. I have some familiarity with the LGBTQ. And it's a lie what you are reading in the Guardian and Co. And them boys. And many of the criticism began at the Qatar beat the USA and Australia, the favorites for the 2022 World Cup. Trump, my boy, literally bullied countries for 2026 World Cup. No one said shit. And there's more. Oh, there's more. Raphael's not done. You're not done. <laughs> I'll let you talk. Now let me talk. I'm now, not finished. <laughs> in fairness, Raphael didn't say Trump, my boy. That's uh, that was well, that's what that's I'm translating it. That's what he was thinking. That's what he was thinking when he wrote it. That's how Stephen A. would say it. Thank you so much. Raphael wrote. He, Raphael wrote that those parentheses around my. Book. I was hanging out with Hannity last night, and we was talking about. <laughs> we was talking about Trump. <laughs> talking about Formula One with Sean Hannity. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nobody. yeah, I think I think Raphael has a point that the the criticism gets amplified because it's a you know, maybe a Muslim country that maybe had some t- well, W's against the U.S. It's definitely assuming that Americans know that, too. Yeah. Which I don't think most of us do. We I mean, there's a bit of othering yeah, in general with that stuff. Yeah. You know, we this s- is basically like brown people. I'm going to tell you this right here. If you gay, don't go to that country. That's just. Bro, oh no, this the one. This the one. Did you see the pictures of the motherfuckers sneaking beer into the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? You want (laughs) to die? Nigga, are you are you stupid? Have you never seen locked up abroad? Yes, they are. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) These other countries not like us. They don't play that shit, bro. You end up in jail. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking dumbass. had, Had had like binoculars, right? With beer inside of it, is that what it With, was? Like you unscrewed the the eyepiece and the and, one I saw, it would look like a can of Pepsi or something. Yeah, but it was a cover for a can of beer. Yeah, it was like a little like like, like a little sheath that goes over top of it. Yeah, and I was like, bro, you get caught. You don't. It's another. You could be on some Britney Griner shit. You don't know what they do to people over there. Yeah, and they're not gonna publicize you. You just gonna be locked up in the jailhouse. Ain't nobody gonna be hashtagging your name. I was just reading some other day where like Iran brought beheadings back. <gasps> like they just right. brought them back. Like yeah, last two weeks has been kind of they've been kind of it's been wild over here. It's like stop fucking around when you don't know where you at. This is the binoculars one. <laughs> He's got like See? the eyepiece is holding the part alcohol. they don't show is that nigga with the green wig in jail three weeks later. <laughs> right. Just somewhere in the motherfucking you can do a couple of hours without drinking, dog. <laughs> somewhere yeah, in a windowless cell. 90 minutes plus halftime. You can get you can get through that. Yeah, and now I just I think they just don't play with alcohol over there. I don't even mm-hmm. think it's like a halftime thing. I think like you can't just like go to oh, a I bar. I yeah. that I don't know. I don't know what the yeah, from my understanding, it's like a dry country. As far as uh, Raphael, let, let us know in the chat, bro. Is it a dry country? Are you the correspondent? You know. Yeah, I know he knows. You know, we don't it know. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. Okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah, my understanding is a dry country, whoa, dog. Whoa, 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 slow down, y'all. I'm like, y'all are jumping ahead. I can't read what Raphael wrote. Oh, Raphael came back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scroll back up. He said, uh, 
Uh, a bunch uh, of white a, players and a bunch of white players in Western Europe own properties <laughs> in Dubai and other areas in the ME. Of course, they no one says who built the properties. The system blamed on Qatar is the Middle Eastern problem, but Saudi Arabia being paying a lot of this journalists to go after Qatar. Oh, but Saudi and my good friend Jerry Jones is bidding <laughs> for the 23 with Messi as their ambassador. Everything you accuse Qatar of, Saudi Arabia is over a hundred times oh. worse. Oh, give me, give me a second, Stephen. International second. affairs, sponsoring <laughs> clerics, sponsoring wild issues of Islam. <laughs> don't don't think for a second that Saudi ain't gonna get this work at least out of me too. Don't think for mm-hmm. a second that they're not. I'm gonna get hundred times the work. Yeah, I have a. I don't really have a problem with with Joe. Like everybody was like, I can't believe Joe Biden's being with the Saudis. I'm like, Joe Biden has far bigger concerns to think about as far as working with Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. But that doesn't excuse the shit that they're doing, which mm. is ho- horrific shit. Also, they do horrific shit, horrific shit. You know, what I'm for is anytime this shit is getting called out, we call the shit out for everybody. You know. Alcohol is available, but more expensive in places like Qatar and Bahrain. Only Saudi and Kuwait that is difficult to get booze, except on, on military bases. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There was also that video of the guys looking for alcohol, and they wound up hanging out with a sheik at his palace with his pet lion. I didn't. I couldn't tell how real that video was. Yeah, yeah that's wild. That but it was like some. It was like a the Hangover remake or some shit. <laughs> they're just they're just hanging out with. Uh, some some chic somewhere. Let yeah. me pull up the video. Two Everton fans in Qatar went looking for beers and ended up in a sheik's palace, chilling with a lion. So we, me and the boys, were on a, a beer mission, trying to get my boys, white boys, man. They'll go get us back to fucking a naughty one with Nawaf and Abdulaziz, and we've just rocked up. And it's fucking going off. He's got Lambos, apparently. Okay, what, what, already what, wasted. What mm-hmm. language is he speaking? He's drunk. He's got a yeah. four-year-old lion as well. Mad. Madman. Mad man don't have lion. It's a mad scene, bro. John over there. This guy's palace <laughs> is hanging out. <laughs> Okay, How do you know you won't be locked up for showing this man's well, that's house? That's the kind of shit I'd be thinking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going off. There's a lion. Uh, oh, she's a cub. Fifteen dollars okay. from somewhere. What the I fuck? Get it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh no! I get it. I get it. I get it. Ah. Ah. Oh no! I kiss the lion. I get it. They turn around and decide the fuck you want. What is going on? That's the beginning of the movie. Or the end of a documentary. That's the beginning of the movie. That's the beginning of the movie or the end of the documentary when we find out what happened to him. You know? Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. beginning. And that's when Brian decided we realized he was with the sheik <laughs> and his lion. He kissed the lion, which means that now he must live there until the lion <laughs> dies. That's the right. custom. <laughs> it ain't they just look at Leonard drunk white people are so brave. It ain't just drunk white people, dog. <laughs> yeah. And a, hey, this is want some a, beers, uh, man. It's not that brave. There's not that far of distance between brave and stupid. 
you get introduced to a fucking lion and you're like, I got this. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, can you get can you take it out of the case so I can kiss it? Guys, yeah. is that is that cool? Oh, bro, is that a fucking lion? Or I guess, bro, <laughs> bro, is that a is that a fucking lion? That's mad, bro. <laughs> What's its name? Can I name? Can I kiss it? it? <laughs> Can I kiss your lion? What the fuck is wrong with people? Little... Oh, Nicole, I feel you. You'd be like, you know what? You fuck around and die out here in the middle of Mexico. Shit, they got to yep. cremate you. Yeah. yeah. And who knows what's going to happen? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Don't be stupid. <laughs> You're going to have to stay. Yeah. This is where you live King. now. Dog is named King. I'm going to head out. The lion might be named King. I mean, that's the Lion King. It's going to be a different kind of movie. <laughs> yes, it is. This is just where you live now. And they're listening to old school hip hop with the lion and shit. Yeah, how's the World Cup? I don't know. I was hanging out with the lion the whole time. Oh, with the lion. I don't know. My friend, my friend of the lion. It looked friendly, like cartoons. I said a hip hop, a hip <laughs> Shit. They're listening to old school rap with their lion. What a fucking lion, dude. <laughs> Bro, this is massive. Yeah. And why are the why is lion. a sheik, why is a sheik living like a drug dealer? Hey man, why, why is a drug why? dealer living like a sheep? Yeah, I was about to say the other way around. You that said that was backwards, right? <laughs> drug dealers been trying to get that sheep life for a minute. <laughs> what how is I, happening? How do I get a lion? Get my lion, my SUV, throw on this well, old school hip hop. They're all over Texas, weirdly. The lions, the sheep. People in Texas have lions and lions. Mm. Oh, I'm about Tiger to say. Cubs, Something yeah, like go happen in, in Texas. Tiger. I don't know nothing about them. We all over sheep. Texas. People people have lions and tigers. It's it's odd. Texas is a free for all. They're like animals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, some of that shit need to be illegal. People are stupid. Yeah, this is, lions, like, tigers, snakes. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of snake people in in Texas. I'm mm. just like, and not like like a rich ass like person who's mm. got like a house. And I'm talking like somebody living in a neighborhood. Yeah, them shits get loose and it's then all like of a, a sudden lion you have in the, in the snakes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, throwing throwing meat out there every now and then for this lion to eat. <laughs> you know. He was cute when he was younger. Now he's just a burden. Mm-hmm. It breaks free. We all got problems, malnutrition. See, see, no, Amiel, why would you want to do that? I just Amiel think is the being big... problematic in the is being problematic in the chat room. <laughs> I just think the big lesson we took from all this is that and Raphael, thank you for putting me onto this. Uh, slavery is okay. <laughs> <laughs> if white people well, can do it, why the fuck it, can't we? If, and if it, I think that's bring, what we, if it brings you a product that you really like, then yeah, yeah, I feel like we can pretty much wrap it up there. Uh, that's Randolph said we got to go, so uh, just three guys on. <laughs> I think we do need Slavery's to go. Good, we'll good episode. We'll go uh, on slavery Re- being okay now. Reggie, put is, chat Raphael, yeah. real quick. Reggie, Raphael put this in the chat. Hit, if anything, slavery was a choice. Oh wait, he puts. Oh, oh Raphael, please pray for diamond. Uh-oh. Diamond and silk. I'm upset. My issue is that the World Cup is on Western soil. All the articles about racism, human rights, automatically stop. Which one is which one is diamond? Diamond. I don't know. I don't know. I just called diamond and silk. I call them yeah, Preston Curl. Jerry showed a thing. Jerry yeah, and the, the curl. I call them the magpies. 
Diamond uh, Silk probably agree with Raphael. Anyone who believes in the power of prayer, please pray for Diamond. I, well, please no, explain what's down. wrong with Diamond. <laughs> she got that. She got that thing. Arona finally caught her. Probably. Prayers down. Mm-hmm. Now, what was Raphael talking about? Oh, uh, yeah. Where's Raphael's comment? <laughs> wrap it up. Give it to us, Rob. That's more interesting. <laughs> Give it to My us. My issue. Is that when the World Cup is on Western soil, all the articles about racism, human rights automatically stop. The complaint about Qatar has to do with white people not being comfortable (laughs) with going out of their zone. There were similar complaints about South Africa crimes and Brazil heat. Brown people down from Asia and Africa have easier travel to Qatar. Than they will to the USA in 2026. Cause who's gonna give them visas? <laughs> You've got all the benefits. It's all the complaints about booze. Qatar hosted <laughs> Asia, biggest continent in 2012, UAE in 2019. No fans cried about booze. Once white people became involved, but F1 fans drink the though, so I don't know. Sheiks print their own reality. I don't know. That last part, I don't feel like Stephen A. would have said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Raphael editorializing a little bit. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and someone put in the chat that there's a whole article about how to pronounce Qatar. Yeah. If it has to have an article, I'm going to tell you right now, now. I'm going to fuck it up. Anybody got any intel on Diamond? She got that shit. If you got a whole article to just pronounce <laughs> two <laughs> syllables, I'm not going to get it right. I'm just going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but Cutter and Qatar are acceptable. That's and Stephen what A. Is, Stephen A. is trending on Twitter right now. Of course he is. Yeah, I mean he just defended slavery <laughs> in the World Cup. <laughs> Went from Kyrie needs to be taught a lesson to Jerry Jones is a changed man. <laughs> <laughs> and he learned, and, and that slavery is okay in the World Cup. Don't forget that's a three guys on exclusive. That's exclusive. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A got all the high takes today. <laughs> hey man, it's soccer. It's uh, it's, uh, it's we're born into it. That's what we're First into. First of all, I'm very good friends with Qatar. Okay, I know them <laughs> brothers. <laughs> I hung out with they lions and with, with some of they sheiks. However, <laughs> lions are beautiful. <laughs> beautiful lions, great sheiks. Yeah, beautiful. It's, it's amazing over there, but I I do have to draw the line at slavery. You know, <laughs> that's not good. And we know racism is around and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. We know that. But I've been on a chic helicopter and I'm very fond of the sheiks. Sheiks <laughs> <laughs> have PS5s at their house. I do say they do always complain about whatever country it's in. Even when it was America, I remember it was complaints about, I mean, for the Olympics, I remember there was complaints about how they built that shit all fast and yeah. fucked up the surrounding. I, I think whenever you host one of these national events, you're going to get critiqued, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it just is what it is, dog. You're going to spend too much money that could have gone to your people. Right. Right. Money. You're gonna build right. stadiums that never get used again, Mm-mm. and they wind up in total disrepair. They have whole Instagram and Twitter pages of like all them old all them stadiums that are right that nothing. just 
they did nothing with him. Y'all didn't reap up him in the cities or anything. They was just like, nothing you can do with him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can see how it would be unfair, but it's. I feel like wherever it goes, gonna be somebody gonna bring up the shit. Plus, like if you unhappy in that country, that's your best fucking time to shine. All your issues. You Ain't know? nobody gonna want to listen to your ass. Right. The second this shit is over, we done. All right, y'all. We gotta wrap <laughs> this up. I'm getting texts. All right. So we'll get the comments. We'll just save them for next week. I'm a slave in Qatar, and I just want to say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the games is over. You don't get a right. spark. You don't get a Spartan kick to the chest off the stage. Want to thank all y'all for coming in. Thank you, Raphael, our African correspondent. We appreciate you uh, coming in. Thank uh, Stephen A. Smith for us. <laughs> you very we're welcome. In. We're coming in with the hot takes. Thank all you guys for coming in with us. As always, thank you, Karen, for joining us when you could. We appreciate you as always. No problem. Like I said, I got, got, got caught up talking to old people. Y'all know it's how old right. people be. It happens. <laughs> it happens. And we will see y'all uh, Monday. Y'all hit us in the uh, on the socials. Y'all know where we're at. You need something, see something out there. Y'all want us to get at? Hit at us. Uh, anybody got anything else? Nope. No, I don't think so. All right. We'll take it out like we always do. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. I'm Rod Morrow. Hey, we have three guys on. No Mike B, so it went smoothly. (laughs) We are out.